You know the difference between hockey and those other sports? You gotta be tough to be a hockey player. I idolize Dominic Kaczyk. I played goalie because of Dominic Kaczyk. My life in hockey has been started because of Sabres hockey. I didn't need playoffs this year. I wanted it, but I didn't need it. But when you screw up for the fans as much as this team has over the last, like, five years, and just don't hold yourself accountable, I'm sorry. I'll hang up and listen. I'm sorry. Welcome to Two Goalies, One Mike, an in-depth look and behind-the-mask conversation about the greatest game on earth, where everything goes and nothing's off limits. Now I'll tell you something about this guy. This is only three minutes, eh? Whammo! Back, ladies and gents, to episode 82 of Two Boys, One Mike. I'm Johnny Cullen, joined alongside by Dwayne Sennell, as always. We have a very special guest today, a very good friend of mine, somebody that I've known practically my whole life. Grew up with him. We were both part of the 91 age group that featured a ton of talent, a ton of guys gone off to, to Division One and pro hockey uh, and major junior. Um, currently, he is coaching the Regals the Buffalo Regals 18U and 16U AAA, um, coming off of a national championship, AAA 18U championship, couple clicks for that. Uh, we are pleased to be joined by, uh, you know, family at this point. Kyle Quick, Kyle, thanks for being on, brother. Yeah, no, I appreciate both of you guys having me on. Um, honestly, it's uh, great to talk and talk about obviously local hockey and you know as well as pro hockey you know all that stuff is really fun and entertaining you know well me and you have been talking for a little bit about getting this on i know you and Dwayne have kind of you know been putting um you know getting everything set for tonight um so thanks for taking time out Dwayne. um you'll have plenty of time to get your chirps in on me because there's a couple stories that'll come up that you'll end up dying at but kyle well well i have you um, right now, like for the past, let's just say since, well, we'll give, we'll give them a quick, uh, quick background. You and I played together, scored major year. Okay. Yep. Yep. We'll start off with that. Yeah. Okay? So we're on the Regals together. Dwayne, <laughs> the first good team I played on. Um, there's an, an, is he a current NHL or is he in the KHL? He's NHL, AHL, KHL. I, I'm not sure where he is right Wait, now, you, but you again, I know he was up Adam and down. Yeah, Adam Clendenny. Yeah, I, I uh, skate, well, skated with his old man. Um, oh, no. Oh, <laughs> this is, yeah, this is a yeah, I skated with his old man quite a bit. Uh, Frank, Frank used to tell us Frank, he would yeah. take his ears off. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and killed people. I see, uh, you know, we, there was this uh, General Motors skate that they did be uh, half the year at North Towns and the other half at uh, Riverworks. And last time I skated with them was a little bit ago. And fucking, I it, it, it was my first time uh, being on the ice with them in, in a while. And they had some new goalie there. And like, I'd never seen this guy before, younger kid. And Frank's Frank, man. Like, whatever. He was skate like this goalie dude, and Frank's old as shit now, and he's fucking like taking his paddle to stick and swinging it at Frank and hitting him, trying to fight him. And I'm like, yo, dude, he's like 75. You're like, so I left my net. I left my net and met this guy at center ice and told him to fuck off. And like, like, which, like, who, like, I, like this guy was dude. This guy, 
This guy would have killed me too. He would have fucked. Oh, yeah, annihilated me. And, oh, and like I just. I was not so yeah, yeah he's like slap shots at Collie's so, ribs from man, the half marks picking up the pucks like like turned around and he's at center ice with the biggest fucking smile on his face he's got like five pucks up there going full clapper on a nine-year-old tandy Dwayne and I think this was after we had chased the other goalie away so yes, it was just this is definitely safe. yeah sure yeah Wait, safe to say for the story that me and Frank don't get along uh even though he was one of the coaches and me and Adam really butted heads so the, I'm gonna I'm gonna give it over to Kyle. So I would was, I would say the the best the, philosophy in the team. The yeah the the best stories were you know Frank as a coach back then like me and Adam played D, and again back then like both of us were very good like puck movers you know we'd do all that together but Adam was always a 92. You were PK well you guys stayed out for the PKs. But the best was Frank always taught us like after whistles to throw guys on Johnny probably because he didn't like Johnny which is unbelievable. We used to literally like after whistles I think it was more entertaining just to throw guys on Johnny our own goalie just to see his reaction frankly cheering from the bench. Oh Frank loved it. I mean not to a point it got to a point, Dwayne, where my dad stepped in as as not only a parent but the team, psychologist. team psychiatrist. And it, it starts out with uh, I'll let Kyle tell it. Yeah. So Mr. Collin was the team psychiatrist for a squirt major team. So we we, um, we sit in a hotel room in Brantford. We're in Brantford at the ninety nine er tournament. And good really tournament. good tournament, you know. Walter, Walter all, there. Yeah, we're all sitting there, and the initial thing we're watching is the Sandlot. So Great we're all scene, sitting there. Too. Great we're scene. All, Wasn't it the chirp scene? Yes, you know, and he's talking about, you know, so we go through Mr. Colin, you know, giving us the talk, you know, guys, you know, this is what a team does. They all help each other out. So he goes, John. What do you like about Adam? No, hey, so he said, <laughs> first, wait, wait, wait. He said, we're going to go around the room and um, we're all going to say something we, we like about somebody. But the, my fucking dad teased me up for instruction by choosing me first. Kyle, go ahead. Go ahead. He goes, what do you like about Adam? John, flat out. He's got nice skates. <laughs> Everyone in the room's like, what is going on? What is going on right now? This is, and and Mr. Cullen just like looks at his son. Oh, he wanted to kill me. Oh, he wanted to, wanted to rip his head off at that point. And then Adam, you know, I mean, just went off. But that team, I mean, going off that team, that team, like a lot of talent, you know, I mean, we well, probably we looking about back. It, eh? Five Division One players. Yep. Um, what do I think you were the only goalie at that point because well, we, we chased our other goalie off the team by one of the kids blockering him in the head in the locker room. No, it wasn't me or, me or Kyle. It um, wasn't us. It wasn't us. We witnessed it. but well, I won Major Junior, you, Alferi, Conti, Clendenning, so Anthony Day. That's yeah. five. Zar- Zarbo. What? Zarbo. David, she- no, Shieldsy was on Rochester. Shields, right? No, you, you missed Joe Zarbo, though. He, he was yeah, there. Yeah, Zarbo, so that's six, Dwayne, from yep. a sport major team. Yep. Anyways, it was a shit show. But yep. I played again with Kyle. Um, his dad was our coach. Last story I'll tell about that this, so we can move on to some of the some of the cooler stuff. Dwayne, Kyle and his dad, um, you know, his brother went to – Kevin Jr. went to Salisbury, too, right? Yep. So yep. Kyle is, is, is well-known in the prep circles now. He knows all the coaches. 
But back then, you know, I'm pretty sure you knew you were going to Salisbury. Uh, uh, middle of the year, yeah. Yeah. So, but but uh, Mr. Quick, our coach, um, shout out to Mr. Kevin. I wouldn't be where I am today without him. Love that guy. Um, but so he takes us on. We It was the Berkshire. They just opened up their new rink. Beautiful yeah. rink, Dwayne. Um, mm-hmm. And we got like a private tour. We did Avon, the Gunnery, yep. Salisbury, Show. and then... Maybe I, think we we did Choke. I think we did show too because Kenny like uh, Gunnery, but anyways we're back at the Berkshire tournament right so our team like we were this was um this was not that squirt major year this was six Bana, no it was Banner major Kyle, 14 years 14 years and Ryan White were the and Denny Playfair were the only players on that team and um you know Kugler was on that team I think I don't know anyways quickie tell me if I'm wrong here um I get pulled Dwayne I let in, and like they weren't bad goals. We were just no. Getting- we were playing no. We were playing the Boston Terriers, who at that time, like Steve Whitney was on the team, Ryan Coffee was on. These, these kids were no, like they're very, too. they were really good players, and like That's that day, my dad, like the whole purpose of the tournament was to go tour schools, get like the the prep school feel, all that stuff. So we did yeah. like two or three tours that day. So we were all exhausted, and we're going to play this game. Well, we're down like seven nothing after one. And like, I think John lets in a quick one, like whatever in the next period, let's say my dad's like, we got to get him out. So our other goalie at the time, great kid, like, but I mean, like, you know, nice kid puts him in. John comes storming off the ice, storming off the ice. My dad is loud as he can in the rank. Everyone in the rank can hear it. Like oh, literally. Yeah. You fucking ruined my chances. You are a piece of shit. Like, dude, we're all sitting there like, what's going on here? Like, like any everyone and anyone in that rank heard it. Like, it was the funniest thing, a 14-year-old coach. And Johnny's Johnny yelling this at your dad? Yes, but the yeah. best part is the coach of Berkshire, was they were really, really bad. And yeah. Kyle's dad was secretly pumping me up to this guy, right? Yeah. He is working the penalty box. He is six feet away from this whole tirade. And all Kyle's dad did, all Kyle's dad did was just looked at the guy. And the guy has this horrified look on his face <laughs> because, you know, I, I was the guy that Kyle's dad had. Oh, man. And I looked yeah. Like, yeah. Again, I mean, it's just one of those stories. It's so funny. Like, on that trip, I was telling Dwayne about, like, your dad driving us to on those back roads. And I think it was Tom Leone was in the front seat and deer jumped out in front of your dad slams on the brakes and Tom's head just hits the dashboard. Me and you in the back are just dying. Like what is going on? Tom, right hey, Tom, Tom Leone mixing a fucking seatbelt. One time. We had this big blue conversion van, right? We had these nice bucket seats in the second row. So we had yeah. four, me and Kyle were fucking around. Yeah. Leone, I don't know why he didn't have a seatbelt on. Him and my him and my dad were talking. They were in a deep conversation. But like Kyle said, here comes Leone goes fucking head first. Off. He should have been dead. He should at least yeah. been like seriously injured. He's fucking yeah. bounced back. He's fine. Yeah, completely fine. Completely fine. Last one I'll tell. We in that big blue conversion van. It was me, you, Anthony Day. Brett Rogers. Brett Rogers. There was one more, maybe Adrian Copeland, but because he was younger than us. Um, We get pulled over. My dad was a safe driver too. Like (laughs) we get pulled over by an OPP officer 
and he gives my dad a ticket because Brett Rogers, Kyle, and I were your jumping Nelson around in the back. Bed, and Tom was pissed. <laughs> he, like, keep in mind, he was so quiet the whole year. Like, nice guy. Like, I had seen him get mad at me, like, at home and stuff. But, like, none of those guys did. They all liked my dad, right? Yeah. And yeah. seen him get, like, over, like, two decibels. My yeah. dad fucking turned around and just gave it to the boys. And oh, I yeah. the finger right at Brett. And yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, enough about that. Um, yeah. I'll open it up. Kyle, you, uh, after our last show, um, yeah. we were talking about Peters. You, you have done such a good job. And me and Dwayne talk about it all the time. There needs to be more people like you at moving kids on, right? Like yeah. you've recognized that high school hockey here outside of Nichols, it's not going to get. We were literally get- just talking about this before you came on, before yeah. we started recording. We were literally, literally just talking about all of this, man. Like, I'm going to well, name go ahead, go players, Dwayne. And um, Kyle, you tell us a little bit about them and, yeah. um, you know, what you like about their game and, and, and where you got connected. And, and um, yeah. we'll go down the list. First yeah. up is Lucas Mer- 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 Mercury. Did I get that Mercury, right? Yeah. 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 So, wait up. This kid's gonna listen to this podcast, you know, at some point. Hear, hearing his tires get pumped, and it's gonna hear Collie just fucking butchering his name. Butcher his name. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. It, yeah. yeah, but so Lucas. So again, he played at Salisbury for two years. And for um, those people that don't know, Salisbury is one of the top prep schools in the world. Um, number of NHL alumni. Uh, had plenty of NHL draft picks right out of the school. Like yeah. they're always in the mix for the for the division yeah. one pounders. Keep yeah. going. Yeah, they again they do a good job there. You know, um, Coach Will took it over. Um, actually, the year I left, he took over, and he's done a really good job there. Um, but Lucas came down from Lac Saint Louis, uh, big program in Quebec, um, oh, yeah. and again. You know, he came down at 16U. He played for Yale um, Junior Bulldogs that year. Um, and, yeah, and, again, like, he was he was committed to UVM at the time. So, Vermont commit. Yep, committed to UVM. And, you know, again, I mean, was supposed to go to UVM as a true freshman. And that's when, uh, who was uh, Snedden just left there. Um, yeah. That year was going to go in. And Woodcroft came in, you know, he didn't know. So the following year, 18U, he played for me. You know, I had the connection of the Salisbury kids. So, you know, now, you know, a couple years later, we have 25 in the program now. But, you know, Lucas and, you know, Ritz going in, they were staples. Is this draft year that you get him? Huh? Is this the, is his yeah, draft? I got him as, yeah, I got him as draft year. And it's funny, Alan Walsh is his agent. No way. And he called me. You got to and, talk to Alan? Yeah. Blame? So Alan. Alan called me, you know, and this is a, this is a true story. He called me. And I, and again, honestly, guys, like I had no idea who he was like, thought it was another agent. Like, you know, there's a lot of agents out there. Speaking he, of which, he, he put out the, the I, yeah. And that's at, yeah, that's after with DeBoer. So DeBoer's kid was on Salisbury with Mercury at the time. So oh little. You know. And that's when Pete was coaching the Knights. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. my God! All right, keep yeah. going. Keep going. Sorry. So Alan calls me, you know, and again, really nice guy. I honestly, I didn't know, you know, he just asked he me about Lucas. First guys, man. There's yeah. one thing I've heard, and, and agent provocateur. I I, I encourage everybody to listen to it. He's got his own podcast out now. First yeah. agent to really open the doors and give us a behind the scenes look, and he's just 
he, he he's he's known as somebody that's going to do whatever it takes for his guys. Kyle well, he speaks his mind and he does well by his guys, you know. So again, I didn't know at that time like who he was. So you know, calls me to talk about like this is after Labor Day tournament with Lucas, and you know, talking who's talking to you after games. You know, and that year we had Lucas and Alex Jeffries on the team. We had a, a number of kids who were very talented, you know, but a lot of these guys are coming up. We're on Central Scouting's watching. Yes, we had three guys, three or four on Central Scouting for the first, you know, fall release, whatever. What about the middle one? What's that? Did it jump for the middle one? Yeah, yeah, they the moved up. And, and yeah, the, the final they really jumped, you know, and again – but, you know, again, so he's talking and, you know, honestly, when you have those conversations with guys like that, it's just speaking honestly. You know, I think a lot of guys like, you know, like a scout comes up to you and you're like, oh, well, you know, like they really like him just being honest. But I had a really good conversation with Alan. And again, regardless of Alan, like my relationship with Lucas, you know, expanded. I still talk to him today. I mean, he's a great kid. He's at UMass now, Amherst. Uh, played in the year, year in the USHL. That year, it was drafted by Carolina. The year playing for me, um, and again, I mean, like for you, buddy. Yeah. Well, what was that? Sorry. What was that feeling like to to, to hear his I name? Mean, I mean, honestly, it was it was it was really. I would say it was surreal because you know you you talk to these kids so much and it becomes You're more. Every day, right? Yeah, it's more like just it's. I don't know how to describe it, but it's a, it's like a fulfilling moment to you. Like, but it's like a cap and it's a feather in your cap. People say whatever, but again, I mean, it's more about them. Like they're both like very talented kids. Like, you know, I'm not going to sit here and say I develop them. That's not, you know, what's, what's season. I can cut you off real quick. The best thing about Kyle is he still talks to all of his guys. Like these guys, it's not like one year and, and like, you never see that that coach again. I think, one thing that has helped you do so well in, in bringing these guys in to your pro, wherever you're coaching mm-hmm. is that a, they trust you, but B you guys are forming these lifelong relationships. Yeah. hundred percent. hundred percent. And again, I, I honestly, I really, I coach for that reason. Like, you know, get to know these kids, obviously I have a son now and like, he looks up to them and you know, if any of these guys play, like, it's just a cool relationship to have. And like, they're really good kids. I mean, I still see, you know, obviously they're getting older, but you know, I see a kid like Lucas, you know, go through the process, the ups and downs, you know, um, scouts coming up to him, you know, some people saying things that, you know, aren't true. And, you know, like saying things like, Oh, you need to do this. You need to do that versus, you know, focus on, you know, your skating at the time. Like that's, was his big knock, you know, focus on that. Um, you know, and again, like, I mean, it, just the whole the whole year between him, you know, and just it was just talking through it. You know, obviously, I saw my brother go through it, you know, and obviously I was on the draft list, never got drafted, whatever. But seeing the process play out for a kid like that was pretty surreal. And again, he was a great kid and just, you know, respect him a lot. And he's, you know, he's going to he's going to play because of just how dedicated he is, you know. All right, um, Wayne, I'll let you. I'll let you tee up the next one. You're gonna let me talk. Yeah, I had one more guy. I'll let you do the next one. Alex Jeffries, Merrimack, New York Islanders pick. Yeah, again. So when you were talking with Andrew a couple weeks ago, you know, I I didn't know. Like again, I was watching on my Twitter, and I thought it was live. That's why I texted you that night because, you know, again, Alex, you know, played at Gunnery. Again, he actually. So the year before I coached him, he played at Yale again. 
um, the 18U team. And actually, I, I believe he led nationals in points that year as a 17 year old. Um, you know, so like, I honestly like getting him over as an 18 year old to my 18U team. It was kind of like, this kid's the real deal. You know, you have him, you have Mercury, you're combining those two. Like that team was just super skilled, not just those two, but we had three lines of division one players. I mean, I think we started with four and ended with 11. Um, but you know, Alex like comes in, you know, he's a gunnery. He played at gunnery. Um, and I mean, talk about a kid that could just, I mean, you come over the blue line and just have that snap of a shot. You're like, what like a kid playing prep school you know you what know, i mean you know when guys have an nhl yeah his, his, his I, release I like as a goaltender you know like you know a kid's special it, everybody needs to be able to skate now right 100%. whereas when we were really young it was still like i i, I go back to like the 04 or i think it's the 05 or 06 lockout before it was you know the clutch and grabbing you know you look for your defenseman to be big now everybody needs to be able to skate Right. Mm -hmm. And that's number one. But as far as releases go for me, when I work with my older goalies, like it's, it's players like a Quentin Musty. He's mm -hmm. got such a deceptive release yeah. where he's able to, to catch a pass and pull it and and push it. Right. So he's able to change the shot angle three or four times in under a second and be so deceptive with where his blade lies on the ice, where you know right away that that guy's yeah. got an NHL release, right? Yeah, yeah, Even exactly. A hundred percent. And again, I mean, so you see that, you know, again, coming over from another program, like a midget program, like, you know, again, like the comments in the fall on him were like, you know, him and Mercs, you know, like a lot of questions I got were, how are they in the locker room? You know, and again, like, I'm like. You get that one a lot. That's off. You know, I mean, you get those character yeah. questions, you know. Yeah. And, you know, I will say this, you know, and I, and I tell this to guys, like those two kids were like me when I was young, all I wanted to do was win. I don't care what I said. Uh, you know what I mean? Like, well, why I did wanted we get to along, win. Kyle, as much as we butted heads, what's the yeah. one thing that always brought us back together? Yeah. We're the yeah. two most competitive son of a bitches out there. Right. Yeah. And, you know, we would get into our quarrels, right? Because you were Dino's goalie, but we both were so competitive. I think that's why we always kind of got got along and stayed in touch all these years, right? And 100%. now that we're older, coaching together, doing stuff, right? And I've always respected that about you. And, and, and as a player, that was one of – one thing I'll, I'll say, Kyle is, to this day, the only defenseman I've seen be able to – off of a draw, skating in like in defensive zone into his boards, be able to turn and ice the puck like up, <laughs> hit like a jumbotron at an NHL ring. <laughs> yeah, like nine else used to do it, but like he, 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 you had about eight feet on him. I've never yeah. seen it. You know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. I used to like, yeah. on the penalty kill. Like that's huge, right? Oh, like, yeah. I always, like Bugner and, and DJ Smith always said, we're gonna prevent them from getting in the zone. That's the best penalty kills I ever played for or on. You don't limit you limit their zone time, they don't score. Yeah. So you, you saved me plenty of goals by my doing that my first my first game at Brown against Colgate, I uh, like on the kill, backing up, have the puck killing the time, send it from my own end, hit the netting at the other end. Oh yeah. Oh, wait, so my, the game. Get to the lay game. 
Coach was furious. I play play roller hockey. Like I I refuse to play play goalie in roller hockey. I just won't do it. It's just too much in your knees and too much in your hips. I still play ice, even though at a mediocre level. And I uh, that's one of the things I'm pretty good at. Not not to that extent, dude. Is like I could I could I could sauce a puck from behind my own net and hit the other goalie square in the chest with ease. Like not not hit the netting, but like. Like I don't understand why maybe more teams don't do that out of desperation. Not even just a well, penalty kill. Like, again, what, do you I, do? what do you do when you when the puck's up in there? Everyone's up looking at it, but looking at it. your teammate knows. Don't look up. Just keep going forward. Well, well, Miles would be out of the building. So. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I I honestly like. I mean, one of my pet peeves. And so that you did that in your first ECAC game. Yes. Oh. that was tough. Did you guys tough. kill it? I got yeah, I got scratched the next night. Yeah. Hey, we'll, <laughs> yeah. We'll see. hey can't hide from the tape, buddy. It was tough. Like the creativity, but see you, Bob. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so, you tough. had a good college career. Um, going back to um who is it that I just asked you about? Jeffries, yeah. So Alex, again, I mean, he so the process was a little different for him. Like, honestly, you know, that year he could Lucas and him, you know, could have played in the USHL that year. They went back to prep school, you know, they wanted to finish off what they started at their schools. Uh both won championships that year at prep school with uh Salisbury win the Elite Eight, and that's right before COVID uh hit. So that was the last chance. It's crazy. That was the last championship. They were the they were the one league to finish. Yes, they like, were. So that was literally the last championship that happened before COVID. So where did Jeffries um, play prep school? He was at Gunnery. So they won the small school title that year. Um, or large, was it small or large school? I forget. Uh, yeah, small school. You okay. know, and like, so there's small school, large school, and elite eight for prep now. So Alex won that that year. But again, like, you know, a kid came in. Um, he, he was told he was going to be a first, second rounder. You know, and again, he had that ability, you know, rankings wise, he was there, you know, and again, I, I think, you know, going through the process with him uh, a little different than Lucas. I mean, you know, different types of questions, you know, again, I would have to tell him, you know, watching his uh, gunnery games. And to this day, I told him like he would go off as a forward and then literally come off, go to the D door and go out back out as a D like that year, which again, I think, honestly, I'm telling you guys, like, I think it hurt him that year. I would tell him like, cause he's too tired then. Like yeah. you're literally just too yeah. tired. Like you don't look the same. Hey, versatility is nice, but in moderation. Yes. Right? So yeah. he was playing, I mean, a 47 minute game, whatever, 48 minute game. He was playing 40 minutes at least. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and he, he was capable of doing it. One person be able to eat 40 plus minutes and be okay the next day. And it's Ryan Ellis. Yeah. And like he, we, at that, that level, we had hot tub, gold tub, you know, steam room, r- rollers, massage guy. You know what I mean? Like yeah. We different. different. Um, different. So it was Jeffrey's draft year as well. Yeah. So hey, him yeah. and Lucas. Oh, wow. Yeah. Same year. Yeah. Both forwards, you know, again, running PP one was. Is this the team that won it all? No, they, so nationals got cut off that year. Yeah. Okay. Okay. That makes sense. So, um, you know, that, they were, well, so, but here in, here in Jeffrey, so they both get to win their, that's, that's cool. Both of these guys win their respective prep, you know, champ, yeah. and those mean a lot, right? Because, yeah. you know, as a, as a Salisbury alumni, it, it's, it's a connected world and mm-hmm. you go back and you have that banner on the wall forever, right? Yeah. You were a part of that group. 100%. And um, that's incredible. So, 
Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. I, I'll let Dwayne do the next guy, but take us through, um, you know, where where the New York Islanders fit in here and, and what that draft like was for him. And, and well, for you going through it, through, you know, leading up into it and, and what it was like to hear another one of your guys called. Yeah. And again, so Alex, you know, the process, you know, again, a bunch of teams, you know, you hear all the spin, you know, top three rounds, top two rounds, you know, the whole thing. And he ended up going to the Islanders, I believe third or fourth round, I forget, you know, honestly. But, you know, you're talking, you're talking going in as a true freshman at Merrimack last year. And, you know, I mean, Lou Lamorella, you guys were talking about a couple of years ago and like how he develops guys. And you look at his rosters from New Jersey, you know, the Islanders Mm -hmm. and Lou favors American college players like heavily. If you go look at his rosters. And, you know, for Alex, huh? is that because of the extra development? I I don't know. I mean, I I think it's mature, like maturity, probably, you know what I mean? Like it's probably older, you know, all that stuff. It's like three or four extra years, right? Would Would you say structure in college is much more strict than it is in junior hockey? Yeah, I mean, juniors, I mean, even in, even in the USHL, the USHL, I mean, I would wake up, I mean, pretty late and then yeah. just go to the ring practice and then go golf with Sam. I mean, that was yeah. green, maybe. Yeah. And the only girl, um, like we would do breakfast club workouts, but like we were because you were in fat club. Well, hey, I you don't stop the breakfast the club for you. We don't stop pucks in the gym. But <laughs> I feel like at college they have more time they play less games and they have more time to work out. 100%. And you, you can't take the schooling out of it. The student yeah. student athlete student goes first for a reason, right? Yeah. Like I, I was a good student. I was a great athlete. I was a terrible student athlete. So yeah. I think that a, the maturity Dwayne, um, yeah. but like Kyle went to a couple OHL or he at least went to one OHL camp Sarnia. Yep. 48 yep. hours. Yep. Um, yep. and I think I the, live OHL with, uh, is, the OHL is no doubt you would have dominated. I thought you would have been great in that league, but you know, you, you did well at Brown too. But for me, it was the OHL was the closest thing to to the NHL. We played three games in three nights every weekend. Um, we had the ice as much as we wanted, and all I had to think about was stopping the puck. No school. Like Kyle went to an Ivy League school, and on top of all that, you're playing fucking crazy good hockey, right? Like that's crazy. Yeah, again, the the structure like with the with the colleges. I mean, again, you you know, seeing guys from our team sign like Garnet Hathaway was on our team. He's with Washington. I mean, just like you know how how hard you know like those guys are, and like like you know, I had three surgeries in four years. Like the 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 battles in college are just, I think, tougher to be honest with you, just because the physical, especially ECAC. I mean, it's just all. You know, it's old school. It's it's big guys playing Cornell. Yeah, exactly. You know Quinnipiac. I like playing Quinnipiac. They're one of the softer teams to me. Just I, I know, but they're number one in the country. We're number one right now. Sick arena and unbelievable one. arena. Um, Dwayne. I I know Dwayne's been itching to get this next guy. Super excited to pronounce his last name. Oh boy. Yeah. Well, I I I think I got it. You know, after okay. looking at it a few times. Uh, uh, out of uh, you know. Center out of Northeastern, obviously, uh, we see what Devin Levi is doing there. You know, Buffalo Sabres prospect, uh, kind of at a historic pace. 
keeping up with right with where Ryan Miller was when, when he won the Hobie Baker. Not almost like stat for stat outside of games played and wins. His numbers are alien like Dwayne. Yeah. yeah. Uh you me and Kyle were talking about him before you hopped on before we hit the record button. But um, you know, and again, I'm not, I'm trying not to butcher a centerman, Justin Richkoian. Ritz Cohen, yeah, it's like Cohen. Ritz Cracker. Yep. Yeah, you're really that's really good because I used to the just H is I don't know. the H is silent. Yeah, the H is silent. So you're you're real close there. Yeah. So but, of, but he yeah. you know, he was uh you know center for Northeastern, was the captain of the Sioux City Musketeers in the USHL year before, and before that Cedar Rapids Rough Riders. Uh I'm looking at his numbers here, he's always been pretty consistent, you know. Um not always a point point per game player, but pretty damn close every single yeah. year. Uh, Twenty years old now. Tell, tell me, tell me about Justin. Hold on, what was that, Dwayne? Sorry, was 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 Cully talking? Yes. Yeah, well, no, Dwayne. I think this kid, Kyle. Correct me if I'm wrong. Is this the one that came from the same town? Is is Levi? Yeah. So they're they're from up in yeah. They're both from Quebec. Um, they grew up, you know. And again, like Merc Mercury, Ritz Cohen, and Levi are all very connected. Um, you know, again, like Mercury was telling me like before, you know, Levi grew up because Levi was committed to Vermont before really? with Mercs. Yes. Coming and, out, of the CC or out of midget in Quebec, uh, out of the CC. Okay. But then, you know, when, again, when Snedden left, you know, you know, Mercs jumped and yeah, Levi no, jumped no, too. No, uh, what's it called? NLI. They, yeah, they had NLIs, but again, I don't think Levi signed one. Mercury, that's why Mercury did a year in the USHL. He had the NLI, but there's ways that, whatever. I'll, I don't know. If, if you're smart enough, you can get around it. Yeah. It helps um, you only have the verbal because that's real easy, right? Yeah, Mercury signed it though. So, so again, Ritz, Ritz going back to Ritz Cohen, you know, they all grew up together, you know, they all know each other. But, you know, Ritzy, another kid, you know, came down from Lac St. Louis. Went to Salisbury, played 18U for me. And again, I had no idea. It's like, you, and I still tell the story to him. I think it's funny because the younger brother plays for him now and he's got like Connor McDavid speed, to be honest with the younger one. And he, um, so this one, the older one, more complete. Again, Levine is a coach, you know, and Keith actually, the head coach there, working me at Brown. So I know the staff well, you know, they, they compare Justin. I mean, He's their Patrice Bergeron. I mean, he's he. Oh, that's the guy you were telling me about. Most yeah, I mean, he. One of the most complete guys you coached. Yeah, I mean, all around. I mean, the highlights. I mean, again, I remember. You know, he came to town to play and play downs again. Whatever. You know, we were playing the Monarchs, and some some of the guys had to go back to school for exams, and Justin stayed. You know, we're playing the Monarchs. It's a tough game. He comes down on a guy, lefty shot, comes down, puts the front fake. Backhand through the feet, backhand upstairs, and I'm just sitting there like, "That's like, old hate crime." Dwayne. Yeah, I'm like, "What's?" And the best is the kid. He's an awesome kid. Loves hockey. You know, after games, he'd go back watch live bar and see his highlights. You know, just that, that type of kid. I love that in a player. You know, man. playing, sitting with his Norma Techs on, looking at highlights and playing Xbox on the TV. You know, and um, you know, again, just a kid who's just—he's excelling in college hockey. You know, the Northeastern, like you got Levi excelling, then Ritz, he's a freshman there. You know, he's their first line center. I mean, he's on their power play as a freshman, which again, in hockey East, that's pretty, you know, unless you're like, you know, ridiculous. I mean, it's pretty hard to do, but he's just a complete player. And, you know, another kid, Salisbury kid, he kind of set the table 
for getting more Salisbury kids because, you know, he set the culture of our, my, you know, my program of the Salisbury kids, which, you know, helps a lot. What is, before Dwayne gets you on the last guy, one thing you've done really well is, is you've given a ton of local kids opportunities to, to get to prep school, to get scholarships at the prep school level. Um, and, and you run a showcase uh, every year that has division one coaches, prep school coaches, team USA officials and coaches. Uh, we'll get to that at the end, but what, what is one way that you like, how, how did you get co- connected with these guys outside of the Salisbury ones? Like the guys that yeah. You- yeah. So when I was at Brown, my sophomore year, you know, I had surgery three out of four years there. Um, I started coaching with the River Rats. Yeah. Um, with McDougal. Yes. I, I, me and you played a couple of times. I, well, yes, I for McDougal. For Chowder, Chowder Cups and all yeah. that stuff. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, Scott was really tied in, you know, and then my senior year, I actually got hit from behind in practice and actually um, stopped playing halfway through the year and started yeah, actually coaching. Scary one, right? Yeah. Yeah. That numbness in the hand, scary. neck issues. Oh. Yeah. So. You know, I got I got really into the coaching aspect at that point and the connections, you know, and Mike Levine, who's at Northeastern. I mean, there's a tight there's a tight group of people up there and all these coaches, they all talk, you know. So if you do right by going from he was my brother's coach. He's at Colgate or Cornell. Cornell. Cornell now. Yeah. Awesome guy. Yeah. Again, the, the whole, you know all the college coaches, all the good ones, they all stay connected. And if you like do right by them and tell the truth about players, I mean, your connections is build and build and build. And, you know, again, I know McDougal and Levine, they helped me build it. My first year back, it was our camp was just McDougal, Levine and Jerry Keefe, who, you know, was at Northeastern and now is the head coach there. That was the initial camp. Um, you know, now it's expanded to like over 35 you know, reps from coaches from NA to USHL to D1, D3 prep. Well, how many kids came last year, Kyle? There was 300. Yeah, there was 300 kids last year. And it, yeah, it, not it, only that, like, it's the best of the best. You you probably sold out, uh, like, quicker than anything. Yeah. And I'll give you credit because there's so many there's so many vultures out there in the hockey world right now that run these camps that are awful. This yeah. is one that is as advertised. We will um, give you more information Dwayne, we're going to retweet the info off the page. Uh, it's something that I'll be a part of next year. I was there 100%. this year helping with the goalies. Yep. Uh, but, Dwayne, the one thing, you remember how many camps we, we used to go to and for goalies there was nothing? Yeah, I mean. Kyle brought in the fucking, the, the guy that picks the goalies for the USA. What's his name? David Lassonde. He's David the Lassonde. USA he Olympic. Look, yeah. USA goaltending. Right? Yeah. He's part of the reason that, like, um, all, like the, to be a normal coach – they have to learn about goaltending now. Um, he's one of the I, – I didn't meet him at, at, at camps, but he was always at select festivals mm-hmm. um, helping pick the NDTP, but no. the as well. No. And yeah. Kyle's able to get these guys at, in, in, in Western New York and to be face-to-face with these kids for a week. It's incredible. Yeah. Now, I remember, like, you know, when I went to my very first goalie, like, like our goalie, USA Hockey goalie coaching clinic, mm-hmm. which was never, like – that was never a thing that was like kind of a newer program yeah. out of USA hockey. How do you know the proper way of coaching goaltenders, just not just on the ice, but mentally. And it was, it was headed up by Phil Sayer. I'm not sure if he's still with USA hockey, 
uh, but he was there. Uh, yeah. Bob Janos was there. Uh, yeah. Well, again, and that's where, you know, again, all these guys, you know, yeah. you meet guys like Kevin Ryder, you know, he's big yeah. in USA hockey. Jared Wyman, who's with uh, Tampa, Florida, like that group, he's big in USA hockey. David Lassonde, you know, all these guys, you know, again, respect to them. I, you know, I, I, it's unbelievable having, you know, a network with these guys because they do such a good job. Um, but at the end of the day, bring, Kyle, like you don't, yeah. you don't build those relationships um, by by you know lying about players or by yeah. you know doing things the wrong way. And that's one thing I got to give you a lot of credit for. And I, and I try to tell kids the world's speeding up, right? And everybody has cell phones now in their hands. It takes a lifetime to build a reputation in the game of hockey, mm-hmm. and about five seconds to ruin it. And you've done extremely well. Is is build all these relationships, help all these people out, win a national championship, not a big deal, and, you know, continue to, to help guys. Yeah. Um, so before we go any further, really quick, last year you coaching, was it Rocco? Yeah. So Rocco, same same kind of idea, a yeah, mixture same. of local kids. And um, so, a lot of teams that's won a national champion, or the Buffalo the Cup. Cup, yeah. Yeah. So, Kyle, was it a mix of local kids and then kids that would go away to prep school and just come back for weekend games? Yeah. So, again, I mean, usually the model is, you know, um, there's local kids. You were the first, if not one of the first, to use this model. And you're you're definitely the first to win a national championship using it. Well, no, I would say the Wolfpack. So, uh, the Wolfpack, Connecticut Wolfpack, actually had three Buffalo kids. Um, what do you know? Wrong again. Ben Shadel, uh, Jake Smith, some Choke kids, and some Loomis kids. They they did it, you know, when it was actually cool because Nationals were in Buffalo when they won it. But that was the first prep, besides like Mid Fairfield back in the day, you know, stuff what like that. What team did they win it with? Uh, what team? Yeah. The Connecticut Wolfpack. Okay. This is like 90, this is 96 birth year. So, you know, yeah, a little bit, you know, between you were probably playing. So, you know, so again, yeah. it's in that, that weird, that middle time for us. Right. Um, so, you know, again, the model, the model itself is, you know, I'm trying to, you know, send kids out of town, you know, get them to prep schools, you know, and again, like some prep schools are, you know, they're already affiliated with like, let's say the river rats or Yale, you know, so, I, but that's not going to stop me from sending a kid to that prep school if it's the right fit, like because yeah. that's what's right for that kid. Everybody um, has but, a path, right? Yeah, exactly. Everyone has paths, you know. And again, like there's you not know, one right way to do it either. There, yeah, there. Well, there's a hundred ways to make it. There's a hundred ways to make it now, yeah. you know. Um, but you know, my model essentially is, you know, right now I'm paired up with. Gunnery, uh, Millbrook, Salisbury, Avon, and tr- a couple kids off training piling. You have a couple outsiders. There's a Deerfield kid, um, but essentially the model for people that don't know, like how does a, like a, like a practice for you? How, do you guys practice like so in the summer them? at that showcase? We practice a couple days after, and then we're gonna practice before states. So again, like that's why it's very. It's it is crazy. I mean, last year when we won nationals because of COVID, the kids like take us, I, through it. take us through it quickly. Yeah, well, last year we had the billet. Like I billeted three kids at my house for three months, uh, which yeah. you know it was an interesting. Noah loved it. By the end, Nicole loved it too. Um, yeah, I was gonna but just because they just become they, they become part of the house. You know, it's junior, it's like junior hockey. They're here. They're taking care of themselves. Yeah. Who did you beat in New York to get to nationals? 
So he beat Nichols in a shootout. Oh, yeah. wow. Yeah. And that would have been Nichols' first trip? I, probably, yeah. Benedict, yeah. Yeah, he's done a good job. I was telling Dwayne about that. He's done a really good job there. Yeah. That's yeah. another guy, 91 birth year, played with me and Kyle a lot in the mm -hmm. summer. Um, or, or, I don't think he yeah. was on that. He was on team. Rochester with us. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. That would do those jerseys. Cool. They were really cool. Going back, you're in the national championship. Where was it? Colorado? Uh, St. Louis. St. Louis. Take us through who you played, what the feelings were like. I was following along on Twitter. I just remember seeing the clips because it was a yep. close last game, right? Yeah. So our first game out there, um, we played Columbus, which we had played earlier in the year. Um, so a little weird year. Last year we played like 40 games with the 18s. Um, we played them. We knew what they were, hardworking, you know, very hardworking. And we had more talent. But if we matched their work ethic, we would have been fine. Um, again, after after that game, their coach came up to me. He goes, you guys are going to win this. And, I, you know, when people say, again, it's first game, you're sitting there like. fucks with you. Yeah, like, I don't know, man. I didn't want to hear that, sir. I don't, yeah, I really don't want to hear that, you know. But again, like, I would tell you, like, you know, I mean, the kids, I think the whole time, you know, we did all the team meals together, you know, at the hotel. We did team video. We did, you know, everything was together. You know, it was like a, it, I ran it like a college program from doing stuff at Brown. So video, you know, yeah. I knew exactly what other teams were doing because it's I mean, funny, like, you get... You, yeah, you get to that level, and I don't know how many people are really doing the video, like, and understanding the breakout, like, what exactly they're doing, the forecheck, and what exactly they're doing. So I think it benefited us doing the video, Um, to be honest with you. I mean, my dad started a food fight in one of the videos. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you I know. Quick. God bless him. Yeah. No. I mean, they call – I mean, Johnny, they call him the general now. I mean, it's oh, like – new nickname. Yeah, he's the well, general. Me and Dwayne, it's ironic, Kyle, because me and Dwayne, when we when we go back to the Sabers and and in the misery and in the in the lack of organization, we we Dwayne, we, we go back to the culture all the time, right? Yeah, I mean, cultures like I think that's just the one thing that's been missing from that team, honestly, probably since the departure of your Millers, and you know, you know, back the first time Pominville left and. You know, that whole regime, that whole era kind of ended in Sabres hockey, and you never re really restored the positive culture. And when you, under the Pagolas, you've had six head coaches and four GMs now in barely a decade. Like, how can you instill a positive culture when you have turnover in those two positions? That often can't. Well, and it goes back, I didn't mean to interrupt you, but Dwayne, I just, it reminded me of what we were talking about last, I think. Uh, before, well, with the Peter, with Andrew Peters, but you know, Kyle, you know, having Kyle, tell me if I'm wrong. Having you don't need to be a great player to be a good coach, but no. it sure does help the guys who me. understand the game. Yeah. yeah, like you don't have to be a first liner to understand the game. No, you like there's like again, you look at Barnaby. I mean, he's a really good coach because he understands XOs, he's very good IQ, cerebral, like just understands the thought processes behind things. You know, credit to him. I mean, he when he coaches, man, he's dialed in. But, you know, again, like the Nationals, I mean, you know, the whole I'm not, tournament. I'm not letting you get out without telling us how surreal that was. I mean, it was unbelievable. But, like, states, like our state tournament, like, and the kids, all these kids know. When you come to New York State tournament, like, our team shows up here. One, 
were considered like the rainbow helmet team, you know, we're the team to be, um, you know, and again, this year it's a little different. I would say um, there's some really good teams in the state, you know, there's four teams that could win it, but you know, in prior years, I mean, it's, you know, targets on our back. So it's really hard. You're playing trap hockey. You know, you really have to go 200 feet to score. Yeah. And Nichols, I mean, last year in the finals for the States, Nichols, I think we had 60 shots. They had 25. What? Muselak. No, oh, Zach, no, Zacher. What? Zacher, Lawton Zacher. He's really good. Oh, He's I really know Zacher. I, I like Muselak too, but Zacher stood on his head and he always did oh, against Zach- us last year. Zacher's the goalie. Who's the Who's the brother then? There's another Zacher. So Addison and Walter. There's two. I know, Walt- I know Walter. He's playing he in the goal, right? Yes, he can shoot. Yeah, oh, talk about a fucking pro release. release. Oh, if his boots were, if they get better, he'll yep. he have a chance. 100%. Yeah. Same, similar to Lugris. You know, yeah. very similar. Uh, I love Dill. Congrats. Hey, yeah. Lugris just got, just. Penn State. Oh, at Penn State, right? Yeah. From the he's hitman. Played, he's played. He scored there. a goal. I mean, yeah. he's playing, doing he well. His first game. Shout out to Dill Lugris. And I he's, with, uh, he's with the old Niagara goalie, uh, Giuliano Pagli. I'm going to screw up his name. Pags, he I call was, him. Dude, Pags is the coach the there now. That took Niagara on that unbeaten streak. Remember ESPN? Yes. yes. Yep. Dwayne, yeah, this was like when we were in high school. Yep. Yeah. yeah. I remember. It was after Gardner. After yeah. Greg, yeah. Yes, yeah. yes. Yeah. Giuliano Pellegrino. Yeah. So, but again, going to, going to back to the Nationals. Let the guy know, talk, Cully. Going, going back to Nationals, I mean, you know, you had you had good culture. You had good leaders. I mean, you know, honestly, it was a really good group. Um, but we only – out there, we were down for four minutes the whole tournament, which, you know, you, you get through that first game of Columbus, all right? You're, you're like, okay, good. You know, you get to the second game, and we play the Colorado or Rocky Mountain Rough Riders, Colorado Rough Riders, whatever they are. You know, and it, they're cool. I don't know. I don't know. But their coach played in the NHL. His name is like Doug's. I'm going to mess this up, and I don't want to do that. Remember, there only used to be one AAA team, and it was the Colorado Eagles out of there. Yeah, right? but it's, it's there's like two now. But so this guy, you know, after the game, another old guy, you know, NHL player, like comes up, goes, I didn't know we were playing a college team today. <laughs> Uh, all right. Well, he goes, you guys, again, this is after game two, after game two, you guys are going to win it. I'm like, all right, you know, great. You know, here we go. So, you know, by that time we, you know, it's funny. I, you know, Rich, Rich Harris joined the team, joined coaching the team that weekend. Yeah. You're going to love this. So I got Rich and my dad in the hotel, you know, and me and Rich start this thing where, you know, you, you go, you eat dinner with my dad, you do team film. Then me and Rich are like, okay, well, the first night we did it was crosses. We go to the casino and like, Rich is like, oh, let's just play a roulette. And I'm like, okay, you know, so first night I win, you know, I'm like, oh, this is, you know, whatever. Special roulette okay. So then we, you know, you, you win that third, whatever regular game, you know, and again, the, the other coach, right. Nick, he's doing it. Nick's girl, like he's doing a good job with Maine now. You know, I think we went three, one or four, two, something like that. You know, so we're crossing, we're playing Culver Academy. So Culver Academy, their coach is their coach's kid played at Salisbury. What? So do you know him? So I yeah, and he used to coach at Vermont. So this is the whole Mercury, like it all ties together. Wow. 
So How I'm like, that is. so like, again, like, you know, he has Spitzroff who was drafted by San Jose. He was a seventh round pick on his team. And, you know, I'm watching, you know, and I'm like, okay, guys, here's the plan. You know, I mean, it's the quarterfinal and nationals. I mean, after the, I think we're up like four, nothing in the first five minutes. That's such a good feeling. And like McDougal, it's funny, like McDougal's, you know, Scott's watching the game at home, you know, after the second, he's like, he goes, I'm turning this off. Like, just make sure you get out of it without, you know, having any issues. Like, don't be an idiot here. So like, but Kevin Patrick, you know, he's like, like after the game, he's like, I knew what I just ran into. Like my kid played with these guys the whole year. Like I knew what I was getting into here. But like, again, like, again, you get to that feeling, he goes, you guys are going to do it. I'm like. You know, we still have know, Nelson Charles. Huh? Where is for those that don't know, we've referenced him a couple of times. Scott McDougal, we he coached us back within the Ponset Valley River Rats. Yeah. Um, he's a good friend of the Quick family. Um, yep. he played himself. Was a great player. Yeah. He played yep. UConn. Where's Where's he? Is he back at UConn or is he? He's coaching at Sacred Heart. He's an associate yeah. head coach there. So yep. here's how good of a guy he is. I was coaching St. Francis at the time. Remember this? We're out there for a tournament. He gets us to one of his games, and they play in an AHL rink. Takes mm-hmm. us for a full tour. Uh, John Butchergross was there for some reason. Yeah. Oh, he, yeah. him and me, him and Scott were like in the coach in, in the Scott's coaching office. Like, got like I got a picture with Butch. Anyways, Scott McDougal, awesome guy. Me and Kyle got to play for him back Good in the dude. day. I just I love that in like in between periods, he's firing off texts to you. So, all right, so you win the quarter. Who do you got in the semi? Yeah, we got Mount St. Charles. Oh, dude, they're a wagon. Dwayne. Yeah. Mount St. Charles, wagon. Yeah. yeah. So, and Matt Matt Plant and Devin Rass, they were at South Kent. They won a couple national championships there, then moved over to Mount, do a really good job, you know, really good academy. They got uh, – who's the goal, uh, goalie up there behind the program? They got – crap, I'm losing the name. It's not Boucher. It's not Boucher. Maybe Boucher. Uh, maybe. I don't know. I don't want to – whatever. But, you know, again, like looking back at their team, they had three NHL picks last year off that team. Damn. So, you know, again, we're up 3 nothing on them with like eight minutes left. And then it's just, you know, oh, they, they score one. They score one. Okay, I'm like, we're all right. We're all right. You know, let's just, you know, get, get out of here. They score two. Oh, I'm no. like, there's like three, four minutes left. I'm like. Longest minutes of your life, you know. And again, like I remember the last play they had, and again they brought it to us the last whatever. And man, they had a one T set up for an open net, and somehow the kid missed. And I'm like, hey, inches, inches. Yeah, like it was crazy. I mean, uh, like you know, so we goalie Kyle. Yeah. Well, the goalie again. Our goalie played really well that day. Like you know, so again, you know, goalie talk. Okay, and and I have the current. So my goalie situation last year is I had an 02 and an 04, and the 04 was, could have been playing 16. He was underage. He played. He made Holanka a really good goalie. So you know the 02 plays a semi, and they're both. I mean, I, you go look at their stats. They're both at like a 945, 946 in the tournament. So now, so now you go to national championship. What do you? And again. You know, for me being a young coach, you know, I don't, I, it's the hardest thing for goalies as a coach to say, Hey, you're not going today. Even though you, you know, you can go in the team. Like we weren't going to lose that game based on goaltending. He had nothing to do with it, but like, you know, when the team has confidence in an older guy, 
you're you're leaning on that older guy. Teams are always going to play different depending on who the goalie is in front of. Like, you know, hundred percent. But I firmly believe either goalie in that we would have won. To be honest with yeah. you. But again, you go with the older guy. You know, I'm trying. And here it goes back to me. Like that older guy was looking to get an NA spot for this year right now. And again, it was a big game. The younger guy, you know, he has a couple more years, you know, he's going to get something. I know he's going to get something, but, you know, I feel bad doing this. Like I, it's a worst feeling for me and parents, like, you know, they get on you. And again, it's a worst feeling. I head coach, I feel it's horrible, you but I will tell you, you know, at the same time, like I see Ryan Hardy, you know, he's talking to the, we played North Jersey in the final and he, they were connected to the Chicago steel. And I'm like, Hey, you know what? Uh, my old four, my old four goalie. Huh? That was the year Chicago Steel won, and they were on a tear, right? Yeah, right, yeah. So you know, I'm just like, you know, Ryan. Like my old four goalie, I'm not playing today, but he's a stud. Like, just don't, don't be like, oh, like, because you know, all these people. Yeah. Well, why didn't he play in the national championship? That's the question. It's like that's not the question you should be asking. They asking is what was right for that team at the time, you know. Right. And again, I'll turn around on a college or anyone. Look at his full body of work. 100%. And it had nothing. Didn't even lose a game. I think he lost. The kid lost one game all year. So, again, it had nothing to do with that. It's just, you know, older, you know, maturity, stuff like that. The team, you know, a couple of kids. You, you went know. with your gut. And that's an important yep. part of being a successful coach. And it's it's stressful. And when you add it's, in the hockey facet of it, because once you get to junior in college, the parents are out of the equation. Yeah, right? it doesn't matter. You can do whatever you want at that point. No one's coming at you. But minor yeah. hockey, not the same thing. Not the same. Uh, so... But so, you get you get going. to the national title, you know, game. And again, I mean, we oh, get down one nothing, and you know, I'm just like, ah, eh, you know. Is that fine. the first time you guys were, were trailing that tournament? Who are, we were trailing against someone else? Oh, Maine Nordiques, that next girl guy. We were losing to him on that third like round robin game, and okay. I just ramped it up quick. Yeah. But so we're down, and I'm just like. You know, I tell the next line, our first line, go out, run quick hitter. They score off of it. I'm like, okay, we're good. You know, we're good. And again, if you if you do it right, it you know, there's space there. Hey, Ryan Ellis got 100 points as a defenseman doing that. Mm-hmm. Half of yeah. his goals came off of that. So, again, I mean, like we get it. Like we send a stretch pass to Mangan. Do you know Jared? Yeah, Jared shoots for me in the summer. Love the kid. He rips one bar down. So Is he then we're up. Uh, Not yet. He's still in committee. He's in the USHL. He's he, he's Madison. Cool a couple clicks, shout out to Megan. Really good kid. Yeah, yep. very good kid. Oh, I forgot he was on that team. Yep. So, you know, he rips one bar down, puts us, you know, we're up now. So, again, we get to 3-1, you know. And so the Avs, like, they're a really good program, you know, all that. They're connected to the Chicago Steel. They, they're they 16. For them last year. They won, they won nationals with Musty, yeah. So they're on the other side of the building, you know, so they win nationals at 16. So they go over and start. They're behind my goalie now, their whole team, the 16 oh, team. I hate that. It's the worst. You know, I'm looking down at my goalie. It's 3-1. And I'm just like, oh, we're fine. You know, they come down, down the wall, shoot one from the corner, bounces in and off them. You know, again, I'm looking down at McNicholas at that point. I'm thinking, did I make the right choice? You know, because that starts going through your mind like shit, you know, and I could see Salmon in that and he's like a little flustered and you know, you, you can see this stuff starting to happen. You know what I mean? You're like, oh, this ain't good, you know? So at that point I looked at Austin I go, hey, just be ready. You know, I don't know what's going to happen. Just, and there's like six minutes left in this game. I'm telling them other goalie, be ready. You know, I mean, yeah, yeah. you don't know. So it's three to two now? Yes, three to two. 
god so again i mean but you know then there's some other plays you're like i mean he's looking shaky is ain't good you know goalies you know that confidence goes you're in trouble so you know and again they got the 16 u team pounding on the glass behind them it's not the best situation going on so you know again i mean there was a picture again i'll send it to one of you guys once i find it but like the last 30 seconds i mean it's a shooting lane for their d and I mean, when I tell you, like these players committed to winning, like John, there is no lane for this puck to go through. There's four layers. I love that. It's like, like I mean, it's just unbelievable. Midnight for for when you know instead of doing the flamingo, yeah, Smith used to call it. If you're gonna stand in front of my shot lane, yeah. you better fucking block that shot again. And like these guys, you got four layers. I mean, there was no puck going through, and you know we won. And again, I you know John, it's cool because I got to do it with my dad. Yeah. Um, you know, it was the coolest feeling. I mean, like you know, he, that, that came out afterwards. I was so proud for you, yeah. for him, for the boys. Yeah. Um, and, and I, Dwayne, thank you for letting me take Kyle down memory lane. I, I've never won a national championship. Yeah. You, you think when you're young that you're going to win so many of these championships. And, and Kyle, me and you, we, we won a lot in the summer. A lot of tournaments. Yeah. We, we won a lot of tournaments, but like we, we never, I never won a national, I never got to a national tournament. I made it to New York State Championship a couple times, a couple 100%. times too. But like, this is the national title. It takes a lot. There's only a, a few people in this in the hockey world that can say they won it at the top level at 18 AAA. It's, so yeah. thank you for taking us through, Twain. I know you had a couple things. Yeah, uh, you got to you got to wrap it up. So Kyle, huh. um, unreal taking us through that and that just a couple clicks for the guy um brought home national championship something that nobody can ever take away from you and you get to do it with your dad the fucking general i guess yeah oh god i can't wait till i see him next and call him the general it was Uh, again it it was that that was fun i mean just seeing his face i mean you know again he's coached for so long you know he always talks about his bowling national championship you know i don't don't want to hear about it anymore you know but again i mean like you know obviously he coached us and we were and again he coached all those teams where we were never the you know the premier team let's say you know he always had like me you like our core but we didn't have like you know what i mean we didn't Never you know, that. we had opportunities to be like on the Amherst or play for Syracuse and all that stuff. But he never had that like, you know, exceptional team. But, you know, getting in and doing it with him, it was it was fun. I mean, it was enjoyable. And again, it's something that you'll always remember. I mean, I'll remember the most is him and Rich arguing in the hotel over the air conditioner. <laughs> I mean, it was the most ridiculous stuff in the hotel rooms. But, oh, you know, my God. Well, so. isn't it funny, though, Dwayne, and we talk about this all the time, it's it's not the, like the games and the you miss. It's the being with the boys and as a coach, yep. it's the arguments. Um, Dwayne, I know you got to run. Uh, I've, I've you know hijacked most of this. I'm sorry. Um, I, most of it. Did you want to get? What did you want to ask Kyle? Yeah. No. No. Um. You know, d- just touching on. Um. You know, we, we talked about. Uh, Rich. 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 Rick's Cohen. Uh. We didn't touch much on his younger brother. He's a now he's a north northeastern commit too as well. Right? Yeah, so Dylan, yeah, it's funny. He uh, you know, he comes in this year playing the Regals, you know, and his brother told yeah. him, like, you're with Quickie, you're like just you're you're fine, you're gonna get taken care of. Yeah, you know, and again, like comes in the first, you know, first weekend, you know, we I actually, you know, we do Labor Day, we do River Rats, uh Jamboree, they're back to back, one one events Monday, Tuesday, 
Then we go Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. Like it's just like a it's ten games in like six days for these yeah. kids. So they're two of the best kickoff tournaments. Yeah, they're yeah, everyone's there. I mean, so like Ritzy, we had two kids commit to, uh, we had two kids commit to Northeastern that week that week weekend, whatever uh, you want to call it. Huh. Uh, imagine so, that swing. Yeah. yeah right. So Ritzy, you know, again comes in, you know, way different than his brother. You know, I mean, like, like his creativity, his feet. You know, I mean, if you put him on a PK against a D, I mean, you better hope that D can have a motor or they're in yeah. some trouble. Like, I mean, but he Good just, you know, he's what's that? Good ten to two on him. Yeah, just better, so yeah, he just better hope that D can control. Yeah, that like he just yeah. I mean, when, like when he came to Buffalo, I mean, when we were playing Nichols. I mean, I think he had like four breakaways in the game. I mean, he's just That's crazy. They, he they can fly. John, John and Cristiano are they they they've built a good structure. It's hard to get hard to get b- behind them, and you found a way to do that. It, it yeah. also helps to have that. I want to call speed. him yeah. Yeah. ability to go from sideways. Remember uh-huh. the kid. London Knights that did it two years ago. Um, there was that video where he literally was ten to two. Literally all the way around. Yeah. 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 I, I can't believe I forget his name. Um, yeah. Sorry. Go ahead. No, but uh, another guy we wanted to touch on too was uh, was it Kyle Chris? Luke Chris. Luke Chris. I'm sorry. Yeah, I butchered his name. Uh, Luke yeah, Chris. yeah. No, Luke. Yeah. Uh, so uh, Luke, uh, his older brother. His older brother's a '98. He was tra- he played for the national program. You know, his dad yeah, played in the NHL. Know, what was his older brother a world junior guy? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and you know Chad was drafted second round oh, by the Chad. Hawks. Chad, Chris. Okay. Yeah, he plays. He was, he's in Toronto now in their system. He just got traded from Chicago over there. His dad played at BU, captain BU, played in the HL, was the captain the of the Amherst, all that stuff. But Luke, hockey, you know, man. Salisbury kid, you know, like played on Westchester when I was playing six, coaching 16 Regals. And he jumped on board with us and his dad, you know, helped out coach, you know, really good guy. I talked to him all the time. With the 18U team? Yeah. Yep. And his dad, you know, his dad jumped on board to help coach, but again, was just kind of, you know, Kyle, I don't want to, you know, cause again, it becomes different coach, but dude, to have a guy with that acumen, they know they get it. Right. Yeah. And and they don't want to be overbearing, but to yeah. have that, to have those guys in your pot, not, not your pocket, but in like, that's so cool for the kids, dude. Yeah. Again. And you know, it, it, you know, I mean, just really good guy, but the kid himself, I mean, you know, again, I can relate to this because of the, my brother, you know, Chad drafting the NHL second round, really good feet, national program. Luke's two years younger. Me, Kevin's draft in the NHL, three years younger, completely different skaters. That's said everyone, you know, we're different players. Yeah, completely different. And Luke and Chad are different players, you know, but Luke, they compared him to his brother. And it tough on him, you know, throughout the process. But he's at Brown now. He's an assistant captain as a junior. I mean, plays 35-plus minutes a night. Um, has an invite to Vegas' uh, rookie camp. I mean, the kid is – he's doing really well. Um, but, again, talk about a kid coming from Salisbury. You know, when everyone – every Salisbury kid used to play at Yale. And he came, played with us, you know, set the culture like Ritz going in. They were on the same team. And now all the Salisbury kids after that – have come to us because the kids like that just setting the, setting the culture and being like, yeah. this is where you want to be because this guy's going to help you, you know? Yeah. And that, well, that's just an acumen to you. I know Dwayne's got to go. Um, yep. One last thing. Um, 
Well, two two quick last ones. Do you know that I know you know the Tucks? Um, yeah. Which one was it that you coached? Or, uh, or I so again, I didn't I didn't coach either directly. To be honest, I know them. You know, I know you guys know the. Coach but we know them through. So the Kerwins, you know, remember the Kerwins? Yes, 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 yes. They're the was same age. Yes, Ryan and Luke. So okay. Luke was the '97, and Ryan, and then Ryan's the '99, and what's the, the younger one? The O2. Um, no, matter. Ryan's the O2. Uh, there's a Matt's the 99. So there's three Kerwins, two Tucks, but they were all on the same team They're together, you know, so you knew the development, you know, the past. Those Nat, Syracuse Nats team yeah. coming up. And yeah. Terry, Terry, the dad would coach the Tucks, you know, all that group, you know, but again, I mean, talk about like a guy coming to Buffalo, you know, in that deal and, you know, getting off on the right foot, setting the right culture, yep. changing the outlook of the team, changing the outlook of the room. I mean, that's what, again, I don't care what level it is. That's what's going to set everything going forward. Yeah. Um, you know, so. That's the most important yeah. part. Um, having, when, yeah, having Alex in that locker room for sure. I mean, it's, you know, if you were to tell me, you know, not not even not even like looking at the Jack Eichel trade, mm-hmm. that a team, that a player that was traded from a team that was a cup contender, was being traded from that team to a team that finished dead last the previous season. Yeah. I mean, I'm looking at that and I'm like, well, that guy's fucking pissed off. But yeah, you know, it was all smiles for Alex. You know, he said he I dreamed of putting on that jersey when I was a kid. And then for the next week, all you saw was pictures of Alex Tuck wearing a Sabres jersey on yeah. pods, on local rinks, you know, at Sabres games. It's it's really good for the that culture and that team hockey. moving forward. Yeah, it, you can put the C on that guy's jersey next year. Without yeah. even hesitating, 100%. I know people talk about Dylan Cousins, you know, maybe even Casey Mills, that guys that have been around. Not old, for, not old enough, not mature yeah, enough yeah. to have that. Uh, Alex, Alex should have that seat, and you know, he, there's nobody's going to wear it better than him. Yeah, mm-hmm. well, I think it helps that he came back early enough this year to play a half a season, yep. so it puts you in a place where you can do it next year, right? You don't want to do it too early. Yes, what? No, I know. Um, the the last thing I had is, um, Kyle. So you with the Northeastern connections, um, you have. Uh, we talked about one of your guys that is close with Devon Devin Levi. Yes. Definitely. So uh, Dwayne, I know you you've kept track of him. Um, Kyle's going to help us try to get him on. Yep. Yeah. Um, we'll talk about it. Really yep. appreciate that. One yep. last thing, um, Dwayne, are you able to pull up the graphic? Yeah, yeah, I can right now. Um. So Western Western New York College Prep Showcase. Um, this year it'll be the 25th to the 28th. Yeah. Um, anybody that wants to reach out, um, Kyle, what's the best way to do it? Yeah, I'll just do it uh, via email or text. You know, my email is kyleclick9 at yahoo.com. Um, the Game Breakers website, Twitter, you know, all over that as well. Um, you know, everyone's on um, if you look at, 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 at the people like these, these aren't, these aren't lies. These are all, all of these commits have been guys that have come through Kyle. I, I was, I'm, I'm, I'm so lucky to be a part of it now. And yeah. Dwayne, you can take it down fucking block my ugly face. Um, Kyle, you've done a tremendous job with that. Uh, just wanted to reach out. Anybody's interested in that elite players, um, get on it because I know that thing sells out and, and, and. We were joking. Five hundred dollars isn't a bad price either, honestly, for that much oh, ice time. He doesn't, play league, 
and dude, and and the like, he doesn't do it to make money because you got to remember, he pays for all these college coaches. He pays their their way in. He pays their hotel, and yeah. it it's dude, it's so cool. Last year was my first year helping out to be in that coach's room with with David Lassonde and and the coach from. Um, I forget where, uh, like uh, the D1 coach. You're with Levine. You're with Levine quite a bit. And again, yeah, it I mean, was, it was just, just awesome. like, again, like my biggest thing is like with that stuff, guys, is like you go to dinners at night and call it like, I want to obviously include you more on this stuff too. And I know last year run into your camps and stuff like that, but you go to dinners and like, you know, you, you guys, you know, you talk about like a podcast like this and these guys is telling stories and stuff. It's, 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 it's where you like, you know, grow relationships, but also, you know, again, it's just shoot the shit and it's, and it's enjoyable. Um, you know, and I really enjoy that week for that stuff too. Oh yeah. And Kyle, now, we go ahead, Dwayne. No, before we let you go though, Kyle, one thing we, we, we talked, we talked about a few of your guys, but is there anybody locally, like honestly, just kind of born and bred, bred here in uh, the 716 locally that maybe, um, you know, you want to pump their tires a little bit, just, you know, yeah, again, I, I think, you know, on our, on our old five and, you know, through the years, I mean, there's a couple kids, there's a goalie, you know, going to Colgate next year, Nick Haas, uh, he's yeah. on Chicago steel. Um, really, really, really good lateral movement. Yeah. yeah. Big, quick, uh-huh. good down low, local guy. You had him, right? Yeah. Had him. He was at Salisbury now Chicago. Um, obviously, you know, our current guys on the O fours, I mean, Guys like Ryan Novo, um, yeah. who's been a, a really good old four, like just bulldog on the ice. Brother? Matt. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. remember Matt. He's a good player too. Yeah, and again, Ryan, he just, he's at Gunnery now. Um, you know, just all over the ice. I mean, he, he's probably 5'7", but talk about a guy who won't back down from anyone. I mean, I've yeah. seen him like getting a – you guys laugh. He got in a fight at Chowder Cup. Then on the way off the ice, grabbed another guy. He's just out of his <laughs> – you know. I guess – I mean, I get these videos and it's like, oh, boy. Um, but, you know, again, I mean, you know, over the last couple of years, I mean, it's just – I think last year we sent 28 guys to prep school. You know, That's so cool. to go through and, you know, name every one, you can't do it. But, you know, I, I – like a kid like Novo, you, you see, he was a Buffalo type kid, like hard nose, like blue collar, you know, well, just works his ass off. You know, those are the kids you want to see have success. And my biggest thing, honestly, guys, it's not about, you know, where you play, you know, Regals, Sabres, Nichols, any of that stuff. Like, if you want help, I'm one that I'll help because that's the right thing to do for kids. Um, and that's where did we learn that? My, yeah, my dad. Yeah, yeah. All I mean, like, I, I hate to steal. Yeah. Like, it, it's props to you and everything you've done, and and Richie and and Bennett and everybody that's helped along the way. But I, 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 I told Dwayne this multiple times. Had it not been for me playing for Kyle's dad and learning those lessons, and he was hard on me, and he was hard on you too. But we needed that, and yeah. ironically, me and you were the two to to, to really take off from that. I know there were other guys, but. Yeah. We, were the, we were the only two to, to really get to the pinnacle. Injuries, yeah. obviously, early in our career, earlier than we, we, we had hoped, forced us into coaching. Um, but we, we could do this for four hours. Dwayne, I know you got to go. Thanks for staying on extra. Uh, any last things you want to add, Dwayne? No, just, uh, you know, tomorrow we have, obviously, you know, you know getting away with the local hockey. You know, you have the Sabres coming off a big th- – I wouldn't say big 3-1 to one when it was the Ottawa Senators uh, – but, uh, you know, 3-1 victory over Ottawa, the legend of Michael Hauser, 
lives on. Big, Fuck big you. performance. Fuck Hauser. Why? He was my roommate at Sabres camp. I couldn't. I could only. Because he beat, cause he beat Johnny out of the net every time yeah. when they played and three, three on three, Fuck. one goal. He fucking Hauser played for London when I played for Windsor. And he, like, I, I tried to fight him a few times. Thank God I didn't. Because when we went to do testing for the Sabres, I was coming off an injury. So technically I, I got like the free pass and I'm like, oh, I could take this guy. He takes his shirt off first day. He's fucking Ivan Drago up top. And he's get he's got a, like a leg disease. So props to Hauser for making it all the way to the show with his, his, I, I don't know what it's called, but he basically, he doesn't have like muscle right in his calf area. Uh, he's had to get special gear, but fuck you, Dwayne, for bringing that up. Damn it, I was in a good mood. Well, I mean, he, whatever. I mean, suck, whatever. But why did you bring him up? Well, Buffalo's got another tilt tomorrow night. We got yeah. Dallas. Um, on yeah, Thursday, Dallas, Dallas Stars, yep. And then um, Philly, and then Ottawa. So, yeah, you know, so when are the games? Go ahead. No, I'm just saying, previewing that, you know, you know, this kind of bring out a little bit of a Sabres fans and all three of us, you know, previewing that, just our thoughts on, you know, the schedule going forward and the direction of the team. Yeah, um, I, you know, I, I, I think, know. honestly, I think the Sabres, you know, they're moving in the right direction. Um, I think a lot of moves have been done methodically. I think Carmano's coming in here um, is a huge addition for this team in terms of the background stuff going on. Um, I know one of the kids uh, who played with me a couple years ago, his dad's really close with Carmanos, uh, told me when they hired him from Pittsburgh, like that's the guy that you need. Um, and I think every decision now is, a, is, is methodical. I think there's a lot of good going on where you see the, you know, development in the minors where it's not a rush. It's not okay, let's just get this guy games. It's, you know, they're obviously COVID, you know, you have to get some guys game, all that. But a lot of things moving forward are going in the right direction. I think there's a lot of good things going on, a lot of excitement. I mean, the last couple of years, I mean, Dwayne, we talked about before. I mean, I wouldn't watch games. I mean, I'll sit down and watch a game now because, you know, I enjoy, you know, the pace, what they're doing, the the, the actual hot, like hockey, where a couple of years ago I couldn't watch a game. It was a very Yeah, I think just, you know, I think they're doing the schedule, you know. Once they get their team back, you know, what they have, their their team right now, you know. And, and again, the goalie situation, I mean, it's crazy what's going on and how's there all that stuff. Six goalies so far this it's cra- season. It's crazy. But I will tell you, like, if you have, you know, a goalie, like, who's, you know, an NHL number one right now, the team may be in a – playoff push you never know for, i mean i can see them being in the 10 spot looking yeah. at on the outside looking in for sure i mean again 100%. but that's the thing within a covid this covid like you know environment we've been in now for two years it's like you never know what's gonna come the following day you could be on a three-game heater and then all of a sudden four of your guys are in covid protocol and you yeah. get what you got against tampa bay where you have an ahl lineup playing against yeah. the Stanley Cup champions For me, me, and tell me if you guys disagree, I've been so excited, and I I like the way that Carmanos and Kevin Adams have kind of done this the right way, giving Jack Quinn a taste as a measuring stick. You look good, too. Giving him up too long. Now, does he deserve to stay up? 
Maybe, but they're making decisions now on what's best for the individual's development. And they haven't done that in the past, and we've seen 100%. that the way they handled middle stat, but now middle he's stat, yeah. he emerged, right? He's yeah. been out of our lineup forever. You look mm-hmm. at the start that Craig Anderson had. I think yeah. if he stayed stayed healthy, I think you guys talked about it. Like those those goalies, when they're on, those are multiple points that you get in replacement, right? Yeah. So um, I'm most excited about seeing guys, J.J. Paterka, Jack Quinn, Peyton Krebs, um, UPL, step in and have success, Eric Portillo, D- Devon uh, Levi, um, all these guys, all these uh, pieces that we've acquired. Um, I know that we've said this in the past um, to build, but it really feels this this time around that we've, we've hit on our – our first round picks, but we've also hit on a second. Like when's the last time you can say as a Sabres fan that we've had an NHL player that's played meaningful minutes or as a second round pick, we haven't hit on a second rounder, I think in forever. A lot of, a lot of years. Is a lot, right? But like, you know, yeah. the, the excitement I would say to you guys for this type of stuff too, like we're talking youth hockey and all this stuff is you, you look when, again, I've been doing the youth hockey in age group. So I know the age groups well. Um, 05, 06, that was probably the last couple of good years, right? Like, you know, those were the good times. You know, I would tie youth hockey development and, like, passion for hockey and, like, talent in Buffalo to the Sabres, like, play. Like, the the talent in Buffalo, I will tell you, from those between those years right now is – it's thinner because less kids are watching hockey, less kids are actually playing hockey because – the Sabres are not good. I mean, we could talk about this for days, but, you know, I'm excited to see the Sabres get back up because my son obviously is an 18, you know, which is crazy to say. But he's not a watch. Just, just so you know, he's a 2018 birth year. Yes. And I love that you're already saying that. But, right. you know, but again, I mean, you get excited that he'll be like, Dad, I want to watch a game. Yeah. Run this by you, Kyle. Dwayne, well, Dwayne, two thousand six, seven. We were, we, that was the year we. I was we, a senior. I was a senior in high school uh, when they lost to Carolina in Game Seven. And me and Kyle were freshman. juniors. Freshman. That was the year before I went to the OHL, and the year before Kyle went there, Kyle was at Salisbury. So, mm-hmm. like, all of us got to go through that, and it helped all of us in individual ways. But it also maybe pushed us into something that, had the team been dog shit, maybe we wouldn't. You know. Yeah. I, I'll, I'll say this, Kelly, I'll say this. You drive around Buffalo nowadays, and like back then, man, you couldn't drive a couple blocks without seeing a street hockey game somewhere. Mm-mm. Now, Mm-mm. it's it's not a You game. don't see any. You never Make see one. Pick. Go outside and play, kids. Listen, yeah. listen. You know, I picked, you know, I picked up the other day. Um, there's this Facebook group. It's called Buy Nothing. Or something Buy Nothing. It's pretty much people gift you stuff for free. You come pick up their house. Yeah, I get, yeah we got that for the kit. Yeah. Yeah, dude. I got a set. Of black plastic with the foam Milek? pads in my basement. Oh, oh I used to love those. I was the goalie in the street. I love those. You would skin your knees so much on those things. Oh, I got yeah. the Franklin blocker. The Spray them with WD 40 so you'd slide. Oh, yeah, dude. Those were amazing. We weren't on the ice, and even if we were on the ice for a throwaway practice, I don't know why. Kyle always wanted to be goalie. Everybody's uh-huh. game, he was always goalie. I wanted to be a goalie. My dad wouldn't let me be a goalie. Yeah, he was a smart decision. Yeah. Um, Dwayne, wait. So you got you got a pair of Milex? Oh yeah, man. I was I saw these things 
and I literally, you, you comment and they, they draw your name out of a hat. And I said, listen, I will literally, I will literally do anything for this equipment because yeah. that was my yeah, child in the yeah. driveway with my brother ripping clappers as like, I, I used to, I used to tell him we can't go. We, we cannot go inside the house until I make a windmill glove safe. Yeah, 100%. Kyle will do the same with his brother, except we can't go inside until I ice a puck from my end. And <laughs> yeah, yeah. I miss, I miss some of these, man. But like, take it what Kyle said, man. Like, it does make a difference, dude. Why, why, like, kids aren't playing hockey as much anymore because there's been nothing. I started playing hockey because of that hockey team. Like, yeah. it's a fact, dude. Watching Dominic Hashik, well, watching if we're talking, Ball. If we're talking goalie specific, John knows this from the goalies. There's not as many goalies now because, again, think about Hashik. Then you had Miller. So then, like, think about the timeline of when those kids were going to play hockey. goalies start yeah. in that since between, yeah. since between Miller and now. So, I, 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 last time I checked, which was probably right when we started this podcast, it was around, like, 27. We've started six this year alone. Like yeah. that's an insane number, an absolute Crazy. insane number. But it's true though, man. Once you have a team that's exciting to watch, even if they're not winning, uh, you know, consistently, yeah. but if they're exciting to watch, and I think this this speaks to it too. You need a team a, a team that's engaged with the community too. 100%. Like you need, like I remember they used to do the street hockey fests mm-hmm. stuff like that outside the arena. Remember the oh, Sabres yeah. carnival? Do you guys remember that? Oh yeah, oh, dude, yeah. I dude, I have so many I autographs. But I remember that that was like, like people talking about it, and me being so jealous that I didn't get to go. Um, yeah, or couldn't. But I do remember street hockey fest and how big that was, and just how cool that was. And we had a bunch of guys. Like I think our team um, mm-hmm. used to play in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember. Uh, dude, I, 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 I remember. Dude, I remember at the the, the Sabres carnival. I think it was Derek Plant dunking him in a duck tank. Dunk tank. Like, yeah. They were racing RC cars with players around the Like, they don't do that stuff anymore, man. Like, no. you know, it, you know, if you if you really want to improve fan engagement, that's where you start, man. You get these – I mean, granted, in a COVID world, it's tougher right now. But, you know, if we ever get out of this, yeah. like, that's where you start, man. You Like, who cares about – the stupid crap you do, you know, on the jumbotron during games. Yeah. That's where it's going to count with these this younger these younger fans. Engage them. Huh? I said Dwayne for president of hockey ops. I'm just fucking. Yeah. No, but <laughs> if you create the right culture and you focus on what's important and you get that quality of hockey, the quality of play back up. And then start to re-engage with your fans the right way. I think yeah. that's what we haven't seen since we got to see it when we were 13, 14, 15. You know, and it, and it affected us. I think just seeing like Hashik and, and and even like I still remember when Brett Hall scored that game-winning goal. I think oh it was God, five. I was sitting. I went out the ground. I went out by my neighborhood the very next day because I was the only one left in my house that stayed up watching when they scored that goal. And then I heard out like the next day, you you heard that his his foot was in the. I I, it was the next day or the following. I literally went around Chitawaga, 
uh, on Borden Road and all the side streets, going door to door with a notebook and a pen, asking people to sign a petition <laughs> to, to Gary Bettman. Swear to God, I wish I still had the notebook. Maybe my dad doesn't have it somewhere. But yeah. I literally got like 100 signatures, and I thought that was good. I enough. remember on that playoff run, I went early on when Stu, that was a Stu Barnes. So I went and I got an old red alternate Max Finnegan off jersey. Oh, Which my, I loved. I loved the that. Red were, were dope. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, I left. I was young, so my mom, we had to leave early. But Johan Hedberg was the goal. the moose. Yes. And we moose. were playing Pittsburgh. And again, I was a huge Pittsburgh fan, too, because I grew up loving like Francis Yager. You know, that yeah, line was just stupidly good. But, you know, again, I remember going to that game and I'm like walking again. This is crazy to think about now. She left me in the seats with like strangers and went and got me an alternate jersey. <laughs> like it brought it back as the best day ever. But can you imagine leaving like a seven year old kid in the stands by himself? Wow. Yeah. It was a different time. And that yeah. was the beauty of it. But, dude, I so many good memories of, of just, and not only that. Remember when the Frozen Four came when Vanek won with Michigan? Yeah, like just to see. I remember I got to go to that, and that was so cool. And 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 for me, it's like like you guys said, it gives kids not I don't want to say a pathway, but it gives kids uh, like I don't want to say a hero either. But like for me, at least, it, it said, well, if, if this skinny son of a bitch. That does, you know, Ryan Miller, if he can do it, I can do it. You know what I mean? Like, it gave us role models and it gave yeah. us, you know, a reason to want to make it to the league and play for that team. So, um, I, I hope it turns around. Um, yeah. Well, they, yeah. they, they play Dallas tomorrow night. They're sixth in the Central. Uh, not a bad team, but also not a, good, a great team. So, it's definitely a winnable game. I mean, you know, the Stars aren't, aren't, aren't a team that's necessarily rebuilding, but – they have a guy at behind their bench, uh, their bet, you know, Braden Holpe. That's a guy I think I kind of wish Buffalo would kind of go take 100%. a look at just because I, uh, we, me and Kyle were talking before the show. I don't know if UPL is the answer. I really don't. The, it, not because I, not because of talent, but the injuries, the in, constant, constant lower body injuries. I mean, he's still hey, so young. Hip surgery at, at 20 years old. And now we don't really know what his lower body injuries, but it's either going to be his hips oh, or his knees. Right, like what's what's one thing, Kyle, that you learned from your head and neck injury? It's all transference, right? Well, so I, had, I, I had two hip surgeries. And surgery that had, had my hips been stronger, yeah, that, that wouldn't happen, right? So, yeah. Blaine, I think that it, it is a thing for concern. Um, yeah. and I think next podcast, I, I'd love to, you know, I, I can't quickie if you could help us out with uh, Devon yeah. Levi if it's after the season, that yeah. would be awesome because you know. The last true NHL goalie we drafted fucked us because of the college free agent rule. Mm-hmm. Cal Peterson. Peterson. Cal Peterson, yeah. That's that. UPL, but we've been seeing what he's been dealing with. Now we got Portillo and Levi. Mm-hmm. What in the goalie world specifically? And Kyle, I know you know this because you've been around enough. Dwayne, I know you know this because of your position. The only way that you breed good goalie, good goalies is by having competition. Mm-hmm. internally and that is contagious it spreads to the team it spreads to everybody in practice when you don't have that when you don't have that guy pushing you right on your ass yeah so i, I i'm excited for the future in that i know those guys are a couple years away but yeah. listen that's what, why what i think that's why i think you gotta find 
I think you got to find a veteran bridge. Be- yeah, you need a bridge guy. Again, like you go back to when uh, you know here here's the move that I didn't like. You know, between the years was when Flurry went from Pitt to Vegas. We needed a goalie. Yeah, we needed a goalie, yep. and Flurry was a guy who could win you fifty regular season games, and he proved that every year yep. in Vegas. Yep. You know, yep. it, again, yep. like that, you need something that's reliable, something that's yep. been through it, something that's mature. How much you would have helped Darlene's game? Yeah. Right? Oh my God. Yeah. Really minus oh it. He's been perfect. He's, look how like when when UPL came in and was playing out of his mind on in front of a bad team behind you know backstopping a bad team you saw the difference in Darlene's game you're gripping your stick a little bit less you know what I yeah. mean you're you, you're giving a little more freedom to play your game especially offensively like yeah. Darlene wasn't drafted to be a defensive dino defense center. he's an offensively talented gifted Darlene needs Temple Newman in uh, yep. uh, uh, I was big on Matthias uh, uh, Talinder yeah. those types of guys to Wait, calm wait. things down for a kid and you know, you you speak as he's a kid. He's still a two thousand birth year. I mean, yeah, crazy. like that's insane. I, I mean, his first year in the NHL. Like, let's talk about Luke Chris. Luke Chris is playing eighteen new states. This kid's in the NHL. Like, that's like, wild. Like, like we have to put things in perspective. But if you're not going to surround people with pieces, it becomes very hard. And again, that's what we're talking about culture being methodical like they're moving in the right direction and i think peters and revey were saying like they had a couple names and you know on their podcast like and they're mentioning really good names to backfill that decor and again i know yep. goalies we need goalies but like they might manson yeah yeah manson yeah again like guys like that like you need heavy bodies to help out back there yeah. Um, you know, and they talk you know, about their and towards skill, but I, 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 you know, who I miss, I miss Delorier, and the Next. reason I miss Delorier is because a, how many times have we seen in years past somebody take liberties with a saber and nothing was done about it? Well, yeah, yeah, but if we're talking, you can't if we have heavies anymore, but Delorier is a serviceable fourth liner that's no worse than Cody Eakin or whoever we have right now. Um, but, but to he, people, but like a good a good draft here. Here's what I would say: like a bad, another bad decision. Like a good draft pick that's panned out to be that would help the Sabers on D right now is Zadorov. Oh yeah, a guy who's physical. Yeah, who, who, who like McNabb, Zadorov, like those guys. You know, a guy who can I mean, add a little bit yeah, offensively, yeah, but at the same time, he's gonna play a heavy game in his own end. Yeah, you know, and that's what they need to help those guys. And and again, you know, as it, it helps the, the D, help the goalies, help the forward, it, it all translates. But you know, I think they're moving in the right direction. It's just, you know, it takes time, and you know, it's it's exciting. You know, the culture is changing, but I would just say, you know, as a whole, you know, it's it's taken a long time, frustration, and you know. Hopefully they could get the fans back engaged. Um, that's that's you know? the big thing is, you know, I know the Bugles are big on money and wanting to, you know, pinch a penny when they can. You know, they, you know, people say this about uh, somebody in my family. I won't say say their name, but, you know, they won't, see, you know, my uncles who say, oh, he wouldn't pay a, a, a nickel to see Christ come off the cross. Well, I think you can say the same thing about uh, the Pagulas, man. Like they're, 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 they're butthole tight with money and, I, uh, I I think that it in, to make this team make money again, I really think you just need to really just improve the fan engagement, and that that's that's the first step because winning does fix everything, man. But 
I mean, if the winning's not there, you need something. Yeah, you got to do something to keep fans engaged. Well, and again, like we're talking, like I know I don't want to relate this to you, how youth hockey, but youth hockey, like it's, and again, my perspective on the youth hockey, it's not just about the Regals. It's not just about the Junior Sabers. Like they can't just be only the Junior Sabers. Yeah. Because again, my again being in business, like if you're thinking business, no one wants to be cut by the Junior Sabers and cheer for the Sabers. Yeah. True. Like you really, you know what I mean? Like again, Never like when the Sabers were engaged with family, fans, and families back then, like they were going to the North Buffalo Thundercats. Yeah. Like you know what I mean? Like like it wasn't. It had nothing to do with anything in terms of the logo i was and that's where you get engagement i was uh putting away a bunch of christmas stuff last night and i got a bunch of stuff from my aunt and uncle and they used to wrap stuff in older newspaper and well I, i'll see if i can find it but there was a uh a, a piece of newspaper in there it was from 2001 it was uh you know the goat head logo and mm-hmm. it was reaching out to get teachers uh, involved with the organization that wanted players to essentially come to their classroom. Yeah. Hey, they don't do that stuff anymore. Yes. They stole it from college kids. Oh, is no. that where they got it from? Okay. Yeah. No, it was 10 years before. But that's a perfect example, man, is getting these players. Like, dude, look at Hashik's foundation, Hashik's Heroes. It's been around for 20 years, and Hashik is How still – I still don't think that guy gets the gets the credit he deserves. I mean – Well, and the people that make it work, Dwayne. How long – how many hours have you put in there? Oh, I put a lot of – I mean, the year and a half I was there, I put a ton of hours in there. But, mm-hmm. like, you know, it's just – it's, you know, I have stories about Dom when I was a kid at games at, you know, we used to, we used to go to these booster club dinners as my dad's season ticket holder in the club level. You used to have an opportunity to have dinner with the team. Essentially you pay a certain amount of money to either sit near a table with a saber or sit at a table with a saber. I remember Hashik's fucking line was out the door before dinner. They said, no, no autographs. Wait till after dinner. I remember I was sitting there in my Hashik Jersey, like middle of the line, you know, I had a Hashik Pro Stock stick in one hand, a few cards in the other. Dom waves me over in front of everybody. Everybody mm-hmm. signs every single thing that I have. Every single yeah. thing. How many kids these days have a story like that about any single player that's played for this organization in the last five years? Probably well, again, not. I mean, like talking about like that, you know, it's having the right people in the room. And again, you look at Gianta coming back here, right guy in the room. Yep. You know, you look at Palmanville coming back here, right guy in the room. Yep. You know, but again, during the time these guys are back, here's the thing. The culture in the room wasn't right. No. And, you know, anyone that knows that room will tell you that it just wasn't good. But at the end of the day, now all of it's mostly gone, I would say – you know, they need to get back to that. Like if they want the, like you look at the bills and all the success in the bills. I mean, it's, it's a completely different town, I would say. But I don't know. What did, what did Dean and McDermott do well? Well, what did McDermott do well? They, he went out and they, they, they hit a home run and they got GM that drafted well and a head coach that were on the same page. They've hit on their first round picks and then they've also made the necessary moves, right? There's been continuity there. There's been a plan in motion. Anytime, and you see it in college hockey when a coach, you know, leaves and, and like the guys that are committed are kind of left. Anytime there, you have multiple. How many GMs have we gone through in the past five five years? Like right, like three. Like every GM has a different vision. So when you have to start all over again, 
you're now dealing with that guy's draft picks, right? That guy's locker room. And just to have some continuity is nice. And um, Carmanos, like you guys said, I think undercover, sneaky, he's going to be uh, instrumental if this comes back. Mm-hmm. And um, it, it's been it's been a hell of an episode. I, I only wish, to, to piggyback off of what you guys have just been talking about, I wish for, for, for Quickie, for our kids' generation, that they have, and for all the other kids that are out there playing hockey that, that we coach and we see, I wish that they get sooner rather than later the memories that we got. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, 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 and I can only hope to, to say that. But before we wrap up, I, I have a really funny story to tell. I took my daughters to go see my uh, – to the Harbor Center – there was a big tournament with the junior pens. Kyle, you know what I'm talking about, yeah, right? Yeah, the last week, four clubs. Yep. So um, I, I, I went to get a roster, and I thought it was Brian Gianta, but he had his mask on, and I've met him a few times, right? Like, without <laughs> so I fucking big lead him. I'm like, excuse me, um, sir, uh, can you can you help me, you know, find the – get into this uh, the scouts room? And he's like, yeah, no problem. And then I, I'm like, sorry, what's your name? I'm Johnny Cullen. He's like, oh, I'm Brian. And I'm like, I didn't, it didn't fully hit me until I'm leaving with my kids and he's standing next to Pat Coletta and I stop and I say, oh, Brian, Pat. a couple clicks for Pat. And then I'm like, oh my God, I, I just fucking big league Brian Gianta. Brian is the most Brian. humble person you'll ever meet. I know. He, no, right. he, he literally doesn't I love him on that podcast. Him. He's like the but nicest guy. For me, the big league him, he, I, I'm such a fucking idiot. I, again, he can't, his kid played for me and Brian was like an assistant coach and that was uncomfortable. One funny story, and I, I know Dwayne, you have to go. We were playing Burlington in the small rank up there. Oh, yeah. And the refs, you know, Brian's on the bench, and the refs are giving it to us. And Brian, like, argued a call. The ref told him to go read a rule book, and you know nothing about the game. What? And I'm sitting there like, Brian's like, I'm just sitting there like, oh, no. Hey, this guy played 15 years Yeah, ago. this guy literally, like, I'm just sitting there like, oh, boy, this isn't good. And Brian's like, you know, like just whatever he just walked away but again i mean he's just he's a great guy and you know again he i know him and pat are trying to turn around down there and they're doing a good job and again it's just gotta be about the kids and that's the main focus you know so um kyle really appreciate you coming on yeah like i I knew i knew when we set this up i'm like do i do i split this up into three parts because we could have you on we could do hours and hours but i do look forward to having you back on yeah. Um, to go over some of the other stuff. Can't say enough about what you've done for so many hockey players. And that's why I, I, I know this is a Sabres podcast folks, but I wanted to highlight the work that, you know, one of Buffalo's own is doing to help the next wave. Um, and it's just funny how it happens. You know, we have Andy Peter PD on, uh, he brings up, you know, a Lou Lamorello story. Kyle or quickie text me the next day or the, the day of, um, and you know, we start chatting again and, um, you know, you and Dwayne put it together. So a couple yeah. clicks, Dwayne, for putting it together. I know yeah, we're appreciate it. Yeah. that's on me, um, for not being able to do it with my schedule. Um, so Sabres, we, uh, I think I for our fans, um, we have a very tough month of February coming up. Uh, so our next four, our last four games, uh, our next four games in January, Dallas, Philadelphia, Ottawa, Arizona, and then we finish with Colorado. So those four games, like, you need points in those games because then you look on to February, you have the Golden Knights, you have 
the Islanders, you have Colorado, you have my St. Louis, right? Like it's going to be a tough stretch and it's important for this young team to get points where they can. Um, one last thing I'll leave it with right now, the Sabres, and I don't know if this is a record yet. They are after leading after two periods leading. Most good teams are like 24 and two, right? After leading in two periods, like seven and um, seven and, 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 and 15. Like that can't happen. Yeah. Here's the thing. um, You look at this, you look at this roster though, Johnny, and I'd say maybe you have six or seven total players that are part of the plans going forward. I don't even think Victor Olofsson's part of the future plans. He has scored in 21 games. He's a perimeter shooter. He's, he's a power play specialist. No, no. And I, I, all I was going to say is I think he could be, but it's got to no. be with the right people. I'm not no. married. You, 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 again, I'll, I'll jump on that and say you already have Jeff Skinner. Okay. In your top six, you can have goal scorers. You can have all that. But like Olofsson is a single piece. Yeah. And he, on a certain team, he's a very good piece. On the Sabres. Not a piece because you know, you're, the the hardest thing is is what I'll tell you guys in Buffalo for the Sabers is getting players to come here is very hard. Yes. You have to overpay, okay. So having a player on like Olson on a team like that where you're already overpaying guys who are kind of on that fringe a little bit where they're you yeah. know they could be top sixes but you have to pay to get them here. Yeah, you can't have a Victor Olson. You can't. No. It, it doesn't work. No. I mean, you know, he's great you know, on the power play. Great. You know, you want to know where I think he should end up at the deadline. And I think this makes sense. And I think be him with, with him still being an RFA next year and wherever he goes, you control his rights. Yeah, I it's huge. Sure. It's huge. I think you can get a pretty good return. If you retain half his salary, which you can afford to do um, Edmonton, they yeah. desperately, desperately need somebody on that second line to score for them. And you send a guy like Victor Olsen to Edmonton, you need, you need, you need somebody that's in the long-term plans for at least the next three years as a right-handed defenseman. You have CC and Barry there that, I mean, are they having bad years? No, but like, I think, I think Edmonton would value freeing up about four to $5 million off their salary cap to go find a goalie, you know, uh, for, yeah, for next your take, if you're talking Sorry. those two, you want, you probably want CC in that yeah. too. You don't want Barry well, because I, the only you know, reason I, I value Barry is because he's at least been places where he's won, where Cody CC hasn't really won. Um, I, I, but here's the thing: like CC's got bad boots. That's all I'm gonna say. Yeah, he's, but CC's tougher. You, here's the thing: whoever you're bringing in, you're not asking him to play with Darlene in the top pairing. You know, you're asking to be a second, third pairing guy as a right sh- hand. for a guy like Stuart Skinner to be a holdover, to be that bridge yeah, goal. But I think I think you could package a, a Bryson with an Olafson, and you could probably, you know, if if Victor finally starts to score here before the deadline, you could probably get a first and maybe a defenseman. You know, with half salary retained if you retain if you retain because you again you could honestly probably afford to retain his entire salary if you wanted yeah. to. Yeah, you could. And if you did that, if you did that, you could get a haul back for him if he starts to score before the deadline. 100%. 100%. We're, we're coming up on two hours. Like I said, Dwayne, we could do this with Kyle for yeah. four. Um, well, he's definitely going to be this a could have been, This could have been a 45 minute podcast, Johnny, if, if Motormouth down there wasn't going a million miles a minute. <laughs> 
I had some really important uh, memories. Johnny, no, Johnny's did, did, always been a talker. Let's not. Hey, yeah. Kyle, tell tell everybody out there. Did it help you having? Was I the lot with two things? Loudest goalie I've ever played with. Again, yeah. I mean, John would just yell the whole game, and you literally had no idea. If he wasn't playing, he'd be calling off icings. I mean, literally. I'm no, playing. no. I mean, Johnny on the bench, like, literally calling no stuff. Joke. I called huh? two icings off in the O. No Dude, joke. I did it in men's league last week, and they were like. Oh, it's exhilarating. Great. But, it's no, hey, I, got, I got warned after the second one. The, the OHL's refs, they sent a memo, and they said, hey, you keep doing that, you're going to get a penalty. And Dougie Gilmore looked over at me and said, no more yeah. of that. <laughs> we're not saying yeah. no to Doug. Um, yeah. I, I would. I can't wait to have you back on, Kyle. Yeah. Um, you're That's somebody funny. that did so much for for the game of hockey in Buffalo. Uh, we have so many good memories um, playing with you. I, I think we always worked together, or we always worked because we were competitors and we hated to lose. Yeah. It's not that we loved winning; we just hated to lose, and yeah. we we won. I remember we we beat the, the Toronto Nationals out of the GTHL when we shouldn't have. You know what I mean? And, like, part of that was due to your dad's coaching, but part of that was due to, you know, you would play out of the – if those games were 42 minutes, you would play 36, right? Like, I just have so many good memories with you. Um, now that we're both in coaching, it, it's great to have you on. It's great yeah. to share some stories about – to see some of the guys that you've worked with directly get on to the next level and have success, and that's only going to keep going um, – Please, younger players that are listening, if you if you fit the age groups, um, reach out to Kyle. If 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 there's still space left, uh, you won't be disappointed. Um, we'll 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 fire out a tweet on our account with this. And Kyle, can we share your email with it? Yes, definitely. Definitely. So um, I appreciate your time, Dwayne. Yeah. I know that you 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 had to push some things around to make this work. I appreciate yeah. you making it work. Um, I've had a ton of fun. I, I, I really, I think this is going to be great as a repeat guest, hopefully sometime maybe near the playoffs and uh, as your season's wrapping up, um, you know, I think that'd be fun to have you back on then. hundred percent. And I, guys, I really appreciate you having me on. And again, you know, everything you guys do on this podcast, you know, you speak, you know, honest and truth. And that's, that's the biggest thing on these types of things too. I think you guys do a good, good job with that. So, you Thank know, you. appreciate being on. And again, Dwayne, if you, you want to get on WGR anymore, just use a block, use Collins. <laughs> number. Hey, I, I'm like, listen, I know for a fact, and I, I know for a fact, you know, I, I'm not going to say you're in spec, but I know yeah. for a fact I get screened. <laughs> I, I, I haven't called in a while, man, but I, I have, two, I, okay. So I last thing. I have a personal phone and a work phone. I remember I was calling for my personal phone. Like, I, and like I've been through a couple of times since then. They haven't given me yeah. much of a hassle. And I was on the one the, the time I called before this, I was on hold for like over an hour. And I'm like, <laughs> doesn't make any fucking sense, dude. Like, it's it's a fucking Wednesday. There's no reason I should be on hold for over an hour right now. Yeah, you know, and and so and so I I remember calling in this it happened twice. And so I, I, you know, I said, you know, I'm going to call my personal phone and I got through and they said they put me on hold, but then the phone disconnected like almost right away. <laughs> like, that's weird. So, I, so, so I call again and he goes, oh man, sorry about that. Call disconnects again right away. So I call yeah. my work phone. I'm like, Hey man, like I got this, got, this got disconnected twice. Like, oh yeah, man. Sorry. We're having a problem with the lines. What's your uh, name? Sorry about that. Yeah. <laughs> 
like, oh, but, but the time the, the time before that, when I called again, my personal, it would just keep on ringing. And I'm like, what the hell is going on? Oh, like, and I, but then I call for my work phone right away and I go right through. That's when you know you're doing a good job. So I appreciate you coming on with us, man. Um, you know, We'll set something up again real soon. I'd like to have you yeah. more on for, you know, kind of like a local hockey spotlight. Yeah. Like yeah. We've talked about that. I want to start spotlighting that more often. Um, 100%. Just for the reasons we talked about, man, trying to trying to get in more engagement with youth hockey. And, you know, get, you know, because I think that needs to be spotlighted more because it's not as, you know, like you said, it's kind of diluted now, more, more so now than it was back when we were that age. And, you know, I want to I want to help garner some more excitement around it. So, hundred percent. I appreciate you appreciate coming on, that. man. I can't wait to have you on again. And everybody, this uh, just to remind you, we completely butchered our uh, our uh, sponsor today. Uh, this is brought to you by Outlet Liquor, the place to buy a case. Uh, you know, for any Bills or Sabers game, make sure you're with George Murbaud. Uh Get over to Outlet Liquor uh, when you buy your adult beverages. Tell them two goalies, one Mike from Trainwreck Sports sent you. They'll take care, good care of you over there. So. Outlet Liquor, place to buy a case. This has been episode 82 of Two Goalies, One Mike. John, you got one more thing to say? Yeah, Kyle coaches right now the Regals 18U. They're seventh in the country. The 16th U team that he also coaches is 23rd in the country. Just wanted to, you know, give him a couple clicks. And um, as as Nationals approaches and both are state bound, uh, good luck to you and your run. Um, You do such a good job with your kids. I look forward to catching a game soon. That's all I had, Dwayne. Uh, a couple of clicks for your your, your boys uh, on the team, and tell them, uh, you know, big 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 fans of the they're uh, friends of the program. There friends we go. The- I like that. I like that. Uh, I appreciate it. I, again, I appreciate it, guys. You know, you, and Dwayne, thank you for everything too. If you and if you want to get me the players' memes that we did mention, both, uh, you know, you know. Uh, locally and non-locally if you want to get me their handles on twitter or whatnot yeah. we'll tag them we'll tag yeah. them in the post 100%. and let them know that we pump their tires we'll do that every time you have them on so you know, i'm sure kids it. again they want yeah. to hear themselves who doesn't want to hear that they're being talked about you know so 100 uh, percent. i appreciate it again eight episode 82 two goalies one mic brought to you by outlet liquor the place to buy a case uh thanks for stopping by quickie and uh we will talk to you next week Hey, everybody, this is Dwayne from Two Goalies, One Mike here to remind you that after you get done listening to the episode, which I hope you loved it and I hope you enjoyed it, please be sure to subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you listen to your podcasts. And if you are using Apple Podcasts, do me a favor. Please be sure to leave us a five-star review and, of course, write us a review. It goes a long way in getting us noticed and getting us some kind of recognition in this world of podcasting. It goes such a long way. And obviously, if you're watching on YouTube, at two goalies, one Mike hammer that subscribe button, leave us some comments, show us some love with some likes. Again, it goes a long way and we really appreciate your love and support to those of you who have been with us since episode one. Thanks for sticking with us for this long. For those of you who are jumping on the bandwagon right now, I promise you, you will not be disappointed. We have a season of guests that are going to blow you away. Uh, This year for hockey is going to be big with them going to ESPN TNT. We've already seen how great it's been just you know, they just got done with the first two nights of this season. It's been phenomenal. We get Gretzky back, Gretzky and Barkley. It's it's phenomenal. It's absolutely phenomenal. So we are going to have so much to talk about this year. Thanks for hopping on with us. Thanks for listening to this episode, and we will talk to you soon.